Hello and welcome back to CORE. It is December 23rd, 2021. We are uh, t- two days to Christmas. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. And uh, we decided to make a show. Why the hell not? It's video game talk with me, Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz, and John Jagger. So sit it's back Christmas and... Christmas Eve Eve? What? Eve Eve? It's the Thursday of holidays. Wait a minute. Does that make yesterday Christmas Eve Eve Eve? Yeah. Mm. So that could go in perpetuity if you wanted. You could just keep going back. Yeah, well, I mean, that's how I feel about people who get excited about Thursday in general. Yeah, I feel... Because, yeah. it, like, what is what is Thursday? Well, They're like, well, it's the day before Friday. Okay, it's the day before a work day. Who cares? Look at it this way, John. When we were younger, uh, yeah. maybe more me than you. you, you would have been around, though. Thursday was must-see TV on NBC. That's true. It was. Right? Like, good things can happen on a Thursday. I just don't like the people that show up to work and they're like, it's a great day. It's Thursday. It's like, why are you so excited? Yeah. We're still coming to work tomorrow. Yeah, good point. It's another day. You still have to go to bed at a reasonable time. Why are you excited? But. Tomorrow's Friday. Well, but in this case, they don't because they got the Christmas Eve and the Christmas and the, you know, the whatnot. And uh, we're all here to celebrate each other's fun times, I guess. Uh, can you but imagine being there? Must be must see TV still on TV. But can you imagine how sad your life must be knowing that that's not true and still shilling for TV that way? Do you I think, assume TV still exists, right? Well, it does. But do you think? Do you think they call like? Does NBC still use the phrase? Hey, welcome to Thursday's must-see TV lineup. Like, is that even a thing anymore? Yeah, because, like, nobody's watching it. It's a, it's a blatant lie at this point. Maybe there was a time when, you know, broadcast TV was a, a mainstream channel, uh, and you must see this TV because it's the best we have to offer in yeah. broadcasting. If you but, wanted like, to watch, If you wanted to watch Seinfeld and then um, an yeah. episode, I don't know what other shit was on. Oh, Cheers, maybe after that. And then after that... I don't friends. know, L.A. Law. Or, yeah, Friends for a while there. Uh, toward Isn't the there like latter Carolina half? in the city or something like that? Sure. Carolina in the city. Yep. Carolina. The entire state moves to the big city to learn. <laughs> no, no. Oh, Carolina. Not Carolina. But there was, there was a, you know, those 90s sitcoms. Yeah, man. yeah. That existed. There's a lot of them. Like That was that was real. You're not making that one up. That was totally real. Uh, yeah, Carolina in the city, right? Yeah, and it wasn't, oh, uh, it wasn't very good. It was kind of bad. But the point is, now they go, hey, must-see TV, what is it? Well, it's The Witcher season two, or uh, it's uh, you know HBO Max is showing uh, I don't know some shit you want to see. Like that's what it is now. It's not MacGruber on Peacock. Peacock, right? Which I on TMS accidentally called because there's two versions. You got the paid tier and you have the free tier. I called the free tier Peacock or a Freecock on the show. I called it Freecock, which is not a pretty good name. I don't know why they didn't lean into that. Well. I have ideas why they didn't, but uh, anyway. Well, because you got to pay for it. It's going to be paid cock. Paid cock. Oh, nobody wants to pay for your... Never mind. You pay it with cock coin. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's a picture of it, and then I'm the only one certifiable in a database that owns that. Hey, like if you guys like this sort of discussion, we had a really great pre-show today that all our patrons get, and I wanted to mention that people should check it out, because we did a little bit of NFT talk. Bo brought up (laughs) a cock coin. Um... I heard the really I heard the funniest replacement meaning of NFT today, which stands for non fungible token. I think it sounds better as non flushable. Let's see, how did it go? Non flushable toilet. Non flushable thi- toilet. That's it. Or no, non flushable <laughs> things. No, non flushable turds. That's what it was. Non flushable oh, okay. turds. Floaters. Yeah, yeah floaters. Well, no, but their ones are too big. You can't get them down. Like you flush and then it just draws on the bottom of the yeah. toilet bowl and yeah. doesn't go in. Like you ever had one of those? It draws. <laughs> it's frustrating. Too, 
not to typecast the type of people that are like into NFTs, but do you think someone somewhere is sending unsolicited NFT dick pics? They're like, yeah, it's a picture of my dick, but guaranteed. it's also an NFT, and you're oh yeah, the no, person that's... who has it. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. You're mining that. If, if the NFTs are an iceberg, you're at the bottom part of the iceberg. <laughs> oh, okay. That's really useless. Is, is yeah. NFT dick pics. Yeah. You know you're that special. sort of thing. You're does. in a database somewhere. You're the only one that's seen this angle. I mean, somebody, yeah. I've had three now, three separate emails from apparently three separate people. I guess I don't really know that for sure. <laughs> trying to sell me my own artwork as NFTs, as minted NFTs. And that's already like capital ridiculous. Um, but I wouldn't yeah. be shocked oh, yeah. if like rule 34, you know, happened and somebody, <laughs> there are people going to like Google images, searching for Naruto naked or whatever, right click, yeah. save that image, put it in some URL somewhere, mint it, and then claim they own the rights. You know, that's happening. So welcome to the new world, everybody. Imagine dragons. Welcome to the new age world <laughs> age. Wake up to the sound of NFTs in my <laughs> mailbox. <laughs> Wow, I think you got a real hit on your hands. Yeah. That was something. Yeah. Can well, you anyway. uh, find a song we all like and just yell that over the top of it as loud as possible? I would love that. But, Bo, we don't want to tell you how to do well, things. Well, we, we're only talking about art, but what about non-fungible MP3s? What about that's those? Be happening soon. Well, no, those are our, that's already a thing. It's like songs and albums and junk. That's already a deal. People are doing that. And it's all mm. super annoying. In fact, John, if you went, oh, let's see. I think you had to go to premiere night. Did you go to the premiere of Spider-Man or was it later? No, it was later. Okay, well, no, pre- I flew out and went to the premiere, though. I didn't get any sweet <laughs> NFTs for going and seeing Spider-Man. I don't have any cool Spider-Man NFTs. Well, our pal Brian Ibbett does, and it all yeah. came through that because he went the night of. And if you went the night of, everyone who did that got some NFTs, which to me seems counter to what? the idea that you're supposed to only have. It's They're supposed to be artificial rarity, right? But all right. these people have them, so I don't, I don't get but it. But is it a different picture? Like, did they take like 10,000 pictures of Spider-Man going <laughs> and everybody has a different angle. All right. Well, now you're talking like, that's all right. That sounds okay. You know, like I wouldn't mind having, Oh, what did you get? A uh, 45.4 degree uh, turn version of yeah. Spider-Man. I love that idea. That's Damn actually it. I got cool. him mid blink. He looks like this. <laughs> oh man. The poor sucker that got that. Yeah, I don't know how he he wasn't sure either because he got an email and it was trying to explain the rules. And then we were on the air and he's like, you know what, I'll do this later. I'll follow up with him and find out. But it sounds like if you were there opening night at whatever theater you were at and it had to be like a chain that was participating or something, then Mm. you got an NFT. So Uh, and maybe you don't know how it works. So then you can pay like a $50 consultation fee for someone to explain it to you over the phone or something. Yeah. So they get money. Dreadnecks and Adhesive Wombat in the chat have uh, won with J. Jonah Jameson would love 10,000 NFTs of Spider-Man and then get me NFTs of Spider-Man. That's really good. That's <laughs> Finally. Really good. That, yeah. the, they wondered how to bring Peter Parker as a newspaper photographer into the modern age. That's it. He will just now sell NFTs of Spider-Man. Yep. And that is how he will make his It's life. actually kind of tricky. There's still journalist ph- photographers out there. But if you're going to do a modern incarnation of Spider-Man, you kind of have to rethink the, the model a little bit. You know, it's not what it used to be. You don't pay for photos like that. Everyone's got cell phones. You're more likely to pay a guy in the subway who pulled his phone out and got a picture of uh, Shang-Chi beating up a Russian or whatever. Uh, you'll pay that guy for the photo instead of having some regular photographer do it. Times right. have changed. Yeah. It's time to get with it, everybody. All right. We're going to talk about video games, even though it seems like we're not 
Uh, we actually have uh, quite a bit to talk about, and I'm very, very excited about our What We Played segment today because a couple of them... Uh, we got a winner. We, we got, got winners. One winner. We got winners for sure. Bo, Bo oh, got And me. I'm going to make everybody angry, so... Oh, oh good. All right. To that too. Fantastic. Well, let's uh, let's get into a couple of things. First of all, I wanted to say next week, which should be our final episode of 2021, uh, next Thursday, which will be New Year's Eve Eve, <laughs> um, we're going to do our, our favorite games of the year. Each of us will just have a... We're not doing anything too crazy. Just be like, hey, what did we like the most? And, and we'll, we'll talk about mm-hmm. them. Um, I know there are things... I always do this every year. I always tend to forget January through like April. And I'm making a concerted effort this time to go back. Because if I do that this year, I'd forget things like Loop Hero, which is an amazing and might be my game of the year. But it's so easy to just think about what's what's recent and not uh, yeah. what came earlier. So I was anyway. reminded Resident Evil Village came out this year. And that doesn't seem like that was this year. Yeah, uh, That seems like that was a long time ago. But it was this year. And I really like that game. So yeah. it is important to keep in mind. That game was great. That is the... No. Yeah, second horror game I played this year. Only two horror games this year, which means either there were less horror games put out or people quit buying me horror games to play on Twi- on Switch, Twitch. Switch Twitch. Have you heard of it? It's the, <laughs> it's the hot new service, Switch Twitch, coming to you live. All right. Well, uh, yeah, anyway. I guess that's true, eh? Like, you haven't really been doing as much. Hmm. Not nearly as much horror games. It's uh, like you don't, you don't really like to do it that much because you scream and get scared. <laughs> the one thing that's Maybe. been consistent is Bo has been consistent in his analysis of my horror game playing that it's I a mean, thing that, that actually causes me displeasure and that why would I do that to myself? And then why would other people want to do that to me? And it's stuck with me. That thing, your, your, those comments, I don't, and, and I mean it in a very positive way. Those have stuck with me like, yeah, why do I do that? Like in the case of Village, Village turned out to be a lot less scary than say Seven. Seven just gave me brain diarrhea for months. That thing killed me. I mean, that was a really scary game. Eight was more, I don't know, weird and adventuring parts and, I had John there the whole time and I don't know, just came off different and wasn't nearly the, wasn't nearly the horror fest, like the actual scare me out of my pants kind of horror fest that seven. When was. John's there, it's a bit better. Yeah. Uh, when, when your son is there, it gets worse. Yeah, he <laughs> makes it worse. You're right. <laughs> but I think, I think just overall, it's like, I think it's entertaining. It's definitely entertaining. That's why you stream it. I think people like it and that's why you want to do it. But it just, you know. Yeah. Sometimes, like you might think, oh, that seems maybe a little put on because you're 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 hamming it up for the audience, right? Like, ooh, scary game, watch me scream. But I watch it. You look legitimately scared. Like this is it's real. And I'm like, you know, like if a human being was making you react that way, we'd probably say, are you being abused, Scott? Mm. Is everything okay? So (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, maybe that's this isn't a great, you know. Maybe it's a once in a while thing, and don't put yourself through it every time someone buys you the game. Just it's the curse of being really good at something. Like I wish I reacted to things the way Scott reacts to things. Like I'm the most boring reaction person in the world. Something scary happens, I go, ha, fantastic. <laughs> Nobody wants to see it. It's not interesting or, or yeah. good. Yeah. Scott reacts the way that is entertaining and fun for everybody, but we also worry a little bit about him, like that what was it outlast or whatever the oh. one where you're in the insane asylum that one gif of you i genuinely like if somebody showed me that and they said he died mm-hmm. i'd go yeah that makes I, sense based on the reaction i think i have said. that here somewhere 
I guess uh, I start making a list. I'll see if I can find it. But that 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 is if you ever want to see a genuine reaction gift from me, that is 100% genuine. I was really shook by that game and I was barely into it. I was like, I don't know, 10 minutes into that game. That was actually the game where I said, I'm not buying another horror game as long as I live. I will not purchase this stuff with my own money ever again. And I made the mistake of saying on air, if somebody else wants to buy one of these, then maybe I'll stream it. But I'm never playing one of these alone or by myself or just on a stream by myself or any of that anymore. And that's where that started. And so since then, I have yet to pay for pay any money for a horror game since Outlast 1. And that includes Outlast 2, which somebody bought. And that game was also horrible and scary. <laughs> Subjected to them again. It's just a, uh, you know, and people don't understand why I can sit and watch a, any range of horror movies and have no problem. And I don't have a problem. It's fine. It's nothing to me. I can see any scary game. And the ones that are really creative, I go, oh, hey, nice going there. Midsummer or freaking hered- uh, Hereditary. Was that the game movie? Yeah. yeah. Like some of these movies, the the witch with the two Vs, the Vavitch, that thing, that was real good. Um, those those get extra points like for you me. Just did a real offensive gesture in the UK because you wanted to illustrate the Vavitch. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the best. Sorry, I got extremely distracted by that because Scott felt the need to throw up a V for the Vavitch. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking there. I could get myself in trouble. But uh, those movies are creative and take you to a different place than your standard horror fare. But they don't really bother me, and I think I figured it out. It's scripted. I can't control these people and their dumb mistakes they're going to make. Whatever dumb thing the kid does to get hack and slash, that's his fault. I just witnessed it. And there was nothing I could do to intervene in that medium. In video games, it's everything you do to intervene in the medium. Like, that's that's the whole point, is now you're intervening in the horror scenario. And even if you're in something where there's no way to avoid it, like Mr. X popping through the wall for the first time, I still have to be there and deal with it and the aftermath of it and get away from it and then hope to never see him again. But that game doesn't let you do that. You have to see him a lot. But... It's just a different, it's a different engagement. And when that happens, all bets are off. I'm a, I'm a, I pee my pants like a baby. It's bad time, man. Bad time. All right. Anyway, next week, so 2020, yeah, 2020, 2021 in review. It'll be great. Uh, I think. Yeah, I, while you were talking, I'm already writing down my game. I'm going through my list. You're like, that's a good idea. Cause I probably just going to think about what happened in the past few weeks. I do that all the yeah. time. So I'm surprised I forgot about games. Like I played a lot of Pokemon Unite. So you did. I'll have to. I'll have to think about it. We'll do, put in some more. The year you discovered Disco Elysium. That was quality. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. This is the year mm-hmm. I bought that Disco was... Elysium and haven't started it yet. But still. Oh my god. Yeah. I was excited it. to see Bo get into that game because that was that was a weird discovery where I was the first one to play it and I my walk away experience was Bo's gonna love this game. Yeah. Like it was weird to walk away from a game going, I think I have an opinion for another human for someone else and how they'd like it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I do. Yeah. It was beautiful. It's a beautiful game. I do that sometimes with you guys in particular. I, I think of, Oh, John would love this or, you know, Bo would think this is great or whatever. Um, There's also a lot of single play card game. Anyway, we'll talk more about it next week. Yeah, there's tons. So next week it'll happen. Uh, Dreadnecks, just to finish out the topic says, I have the exact opposite of Scott. I hate horror movies because I can't control what the characters are doing, but horror games feel fine because I'm in control. That's how it should be. That's the healthy attachment you have to horror games that I don't have. I've got it flipped. There's something about resigning yourself to letting the mayhem happen in a movie 
that I do, I just go, oh, well, it's a movie. What are you going to do? You know, and I just know it's all fake. Now, turn it around on the video game. I also know that's fake. It's even more fake. Not even real yeah. people there. Maybe they mocap some of it, but they were in a room full of green screens and dots all over their face when they filmed this. So that wasn't scary that day. So it should be flipped, but I'm broken somehow, fundamentally, and it's the opposite for me. So anyway, enough about me and my weird ways. Let's move on to this. Uh, I wanted to share this with you guys. I put it in the news. Um, I don't know why I think this is going to be interesting for gamer, for gamers, but I do. It's also going to be interesting for people who are into like improving their production, uh, podcasters, video producers, that sort of stuff. But LG, ahead of ETH, or ahead uh, of the uh, uh, Consumer Electronics Show, which now is starting to fall apart because people are pulling out because because of new COVID fears. Anyway. LG oh. revealed a new monitor that has an, a really weird aspect ratio, 16 by 18. Um, and if you're picturing it like two 12 by 9 monitors stacked, you've kind of got the right idea, except it's one solid monitor. Um, here, I'll show it to you guys. Oh, chat. what? Weird. Yeah, look at yeah. this thing. So from a production standpoint, I would love one of these um, yeah. because I'm always, I am always doing stuff where I need a bunch more real estate on screen and it's you could add more screens, but I find it much easier to have them kind of all on one. That's why I use a widescreen, uh, ultra wide cool. for my production thing. I would love to have one of these just off to the right of that. But just, can't you turn a lot of widescreen monitors vertical? Yeah. yeah, I have a vertical monitor at work. Yeah, that's like, a good point. Um, you wouldn't have, you'd be thinner and taller than you might want to be. Mm, mm. Oh, I see. So because the ratio is different, it's more designed. It's going to be more optimal. It's not going to be as weird looking. Correct. Um, Now gamers, the way I would see gamers using this would be (laughs) maybe not in a good way. It would be like bottom screen is my game. Top Uh screen are my, uh, an assembly of like uh, stock quotes, um, a TV show I'm playing on Hulu, and five other things happening at once. But instead of having multiple monitors, you're all doing it in one thing. Maybe that's maybe I'm wrong to think that people will want to use it that way um, because it does have a virtual. Like the hardware is capable of saying, "Look, we'll just send a 16:9 signal to the bottom half, and the upper half you can send either another one of those or arrange it any way you want to." Um, there's a lot of options with it. Uh, there's some other stuff in there, like some USB-C power connectivity, so you can use it as like a power daisy chain for other devices, and you know, there's all sorts of stuff like that. I don't think this is designed for gamers, per se, but ultra-wides were designed for gamers, and I see more production people using them than gamers, so I don't know. Maybe, yeah. the, maybe the opposite happens here, but uh, did you guys use that? Look at it. It's kind of cool. Look at that picture. It's pretty cool. I mean, he's literally using it for, it looks like video editing right there. And yeah. it seems like it would be really good for certain tasks like that. Because I know there's plenty of things where I'm like, I just wish I had more verticality to this program. I don't need it to be wider across the screen. I just need to be able to see more up and down. So I know it's something that definitely comes up depending on your job. I don't you know, unless Nintendo DS ports on the PC really take off, I don't see a ton of <laughs> like gaming applications that I'd be super excited for. But yeah. I mean, I do the same thing. I have a second monitor that's basically I have YouTube videos going while I'm playing games and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I get it. The The desire to multitask is real. I had a buddy who used to have a widescreen television mounted on his wall and his computer monitor below it so that he could do videos and TV while he was gaming on the PC at the uh, same time. So sure. that's just a big format version of this. So yeah, yeah. 
I think everybody's looking for for stuff like that and feel like a proper multitasker. The only real downside I would say to this would be, um, so diagonally it's 27.6 inches and it's a decent coverage. But if you broke it into two, this is basically two 21 inch monitors, which isn't big by today's standards. 21 and a half, it looks like 21.5 inch mm. displays. If you if you split them along that horizontal split, not horizontal, yeah. verticals. Yeah, horizontal. And so um, it's not that much real estate, but in a single device, it, it is. And and again, in that and that's in this scenario that we're talking about. So I, more and more, the more I look at it, I'm like, yeah, gamers aren't going to really pick up on this, but. I sure as hell could use it for work stuff. Someone in the chat was saying ultra wides are just too much money. They have come way down. I got this this one here. What is a scepter? It's a nice gaming brand one. I don't use it for gaming. Funny enough, it's curved, um, full uh, hundred meg or hundred hertz refresh rate, and I can't remember what the total resolution is. But I got it for like two fifty. Yeah, oh, I was wow. gonna say you can get some ultra wides that were around a thousand dollars before for around three hundred now. Yeah, so they've come it, way come down. down, way way down. Uh, so yeah, better better as good a time as any. I still don't think I want one for gaming so much because I just I don't know I just don't. Just extra hoops that aren't fun to jump through. I loved having my ultra wide. Like it, it was definitely my favorite monitor I've owned. But having to download extra mods or extra support because you know you got a game that didn't properly support it or you wanted to go back and play something and it just wouldn't run correctly on it was just a hassle that i didn't end up thinking was worth the gains i got on the other side could see that yeah yeah well it you know something to look at no price yet no availability we don't know anything about it other than that um and yeah that thing he's using for those asking in the chat that weird turntable looking thing is a video editing deck which mimics old school video editing these are pretty common for editors so if you're used to working with you know literally with tape and film this mimics that with popular software like uh what's the one i use now davinci resolve or um you know uh adobe premiere that kind of stuff so, yeah. pretty cool little device uh all right moving on we get to look or we got to look at a paragon system in diablo 4 now, I figured something like that was coming, but it's interesting to hear them talk about a system that was very much an endgame after the fact, addition to three. Um, hopefully this means they, whatever lessons were learned in three, they're going to bring forward to four. And uh, yeah, it's coming back. So level forever, have you, right? <laughs> have you had, have you had, yeah, but have you had a chance to check out what the system's going to look like? No, so you give me, right, so, give me an idea because yeah. I saw this screenshot and it looks like a nightmare. So, so it's bad. So, so essentially, I think on the show, I don't think I've minded as much, but I know you guys don't like the Path of Exile leveling system because it's a big grid where you map things out. Yeah, the perk system's just a beast. So, so yeah. the regular leveling system in Diablo is going to be the same, but in this one, you're going to earn slots, and there'll be glyph slots where you have to find glyphs, and you know, because it's a loot game, getting things is part of the Diablo deal. It's not that bad of a thing. So you have this uh, grid where you'll 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 choose upgrade paths, and then you'll drop uh, consumables, I suppose, into it, uh, glyphs uh, into it. And then, that's not all. On You'll notice on all four sides, there is a, um, a gate node. And so you'll be able to add a new board of glyphs. So once you're done filling out your board, you can go even more. And this sort of 
at least gives the feel that the system may be infinitely expandable or maybe it'll be four or something, but they realize people like to play the game long after hitting max level. So it looks like they're, they're, they're putting a pretty big um, system in place for post end game. So for, you know, we've all played Diablo past max level and gone deep on Paragon levels. This might be more interesting than just level up and here, pick four different things. Do you want more strength, more vitality, more movements? Like, I think this, this, this will maybe kind of go deep in the whole, like, when you're kidding out and building your character, like, finding the items, uh, depending on how significant they change your gameplay, which they could. It's They didn't speak to that. It's actually really kind of exciting, in my opinion, because that gives... Having things to go after in that game at Endgame is is part of, like, why you would keep playing and what keeps you going. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it looks a little like a weird flow chart that they're not done with yet, and, the, and and it kind of is. Like, you know, that's not the final. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to look like that graphically in-game, but yeah. it gives a pretty clear representation. Yeah, better I not. I kind of like the look of it. It looks like a map for an old Atari game. Like, yeah. like an old Atari RPG. They're like, we mapped it out. It looks like this. Like I mean, maybe if it has that structure, but like I just hope it has graphical. You know, like it looks like a stone or something. You know, right? You click it and fire flares up out of it or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Not quite. Doesn't look like you opened a computer UI interface in the middle of your fantasy, dark fantasy uh, uh, game. It's like, oh, here's an ancient circuit board. <laughs> yeah, exactly. okay, what that's a fair point. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, that is. What but it looks I, like. I mean, it's not hard to be more interesting than the current Paragon system uh, in Diablo Three. So I'm yeah. excited that they are doing something more interesting than. Well, you got four choices, and one of them's the correct one. So go ahead and put all your points in that, then move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's finite as well. Hundred levels, uh, not not infinite. Um, let's see. Yeah, but the hundred levels could vary. Like in Diablo, in Diablo three, you can get a hundred levels. You know, in, in that three hours. Yeah, maybe not literally, but pretty much. So it really depends how they dole out this system. Like a yeah. hundred levels could take. A light, you know, months or a hundred levels could be quick. Yeah, I'm assuming it's going to be longer. I, I I like to think after having played Lost Ark and knowing Blizzard is a big company that wants to continue earning money off of Diablo, that Blizzard is going to be taking ideas from Lost Ark in order to not just have a single box sale game mm. uh, in some fashion. I'm pretty sure the Lost Arkification of Diablo is is going to be a thing and. So even if this system is finite, I think it'll be grindy. Yeah. Because it's a it's a prestige. It's not like core leveling up is core to your character. It's core part of the box sale. Yeah. But to me, this prestige stuff is like, well, you want to keep playing because you're a fan of the game. So we have to make sure to get you at a, a checkout at some point to give us some money. So I, I'm I'm curious. They haven't shown the full implementation. I think they showed this because this potentially, I could see looking at this going, this could potentially upset the people who are interested in Diablo. You wish that Blizzard would look at other things and ask the same question, but I feel like that's what this is. Um, so, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't know what the reception is of it, but I think it's got to be good. Path of Exile, it's a popular game. It is. People still very, uh, very dedicated to it. Um, somebody again yesterday that was trying to tell me that Last Epoch has got everybody's number and no one's paying attention. I'm like, well, all right. You got, you got my phone number? 
literally have my phone number and uh they got every, they got everyone's number no one's no, no you're saying it's good and no one's paying attention yeah everyone's that. saying like that is the successor everybody thinks they want out of both path and diablo and anything else it's like really good and it's the next wave and this and it you know it has some better ideas than diablo 4 on paper and all this sort of stuff but i just i just haven't pulled the trigger and oh. it's just a buy well, it's a early game. access game so that's you know I think that's part of it. Wait. Yeah, I feel like I just need I've to I've been wait. buying some EA games because, I mean, waiting kind of sucks, too. Like, I've been looking for an ARPG since Lost Ark left. So I've installed Grim Dawn, but I haven't opened it up. I, another game sort of took over my time. But I was about to start to try and get back into Grim Dawn because I wanted an ARPG fix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe I'll pick up last ep- epoch? Epoch. Epoch. Is it ep- epoch, epoch? Last epoch. I kind of I hate the name. Um Epoch is a hard word to say, and 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 is I, I don't know I don't know why I hate it. I just kind of don't like the name, but <laughs> but I guess it's got yeah. just like a real good Epoch. mix of the things that people say they like about all these games, and then kind of mixed them all together and in a really tight package. And as much as you know, tight. I like a tight yeah, package. So let's bring it on. Let's do it. I'm ready. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish listed it uh, on the strength of the video, like the Steam video. So maybe. yeah. Maybe it's worth checking out. Well, uh, there's that. Uh, watch for more. From I'm sure they'll have more updates. This is their quarterly update, so probably nothing till spring. But uh, you'll learn more about what they're doing with Diablo Four. The one bright, the one game I actually, I mean, somebody asked me the other day, "How's your How's your Blizzard gaming going?" I said I haven't played one of their games since June, and they're like, "Really? All because of the lawsuit?" And I said, "No." Um, I guess you haven't been hearing the shows. And I go, no, I do hear the shows. And, and I, so I re-explained that um, I kind of hit a wall then before any of this felt came out. I hit this wall with like, wow, it really wasn't doing it for me. I was just bored silly with the game. And I was willing at that time to sort of chalk that up to, well, you've been playing this game for near 20 years, Scott. Maybe it's time you, you, you know, you quit acting like it was Jesus every time you logged in. And, uh, so there was some of that maybe, but also, uh, you know, Diablo three, very long in the tooth, not really into RTSs anymore the way I used to be. Um, and you know, overwatch was very much kind of stilted at a standstill still is, it's not really doing anything new. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. I just felt like, well, what, why I don't play hearthstone. So what am I doing over here? <laughs> like, I'm not really playing anything. Um, the stuff in July made things worse. And since then all the Activision blizzard fallout has made things a little bit worse, but it doesn't mean that I don't have eyes on something as big as Diablo might be. Diablo Diablo 3 is probably my favorite game of all time. Like if I had to really chop it down to favorite video game ever made, I think it's 3. So so yeah, I'm really good. Yeah. I want to watch 4 and see what happens. I want to pl- I want to play a good game from Blizzard and I would love it if by then they worked out some other other bullshit. That would be great. That'd be really good. And I don't want to play Heroes anymore because they don't I think they I think Heroes is on life support, even though it's an amazing game. I don't think they they plan on doing much more with that. So that's all the games they got. Everything I just mentioned. That's that's what they've got. So Yeah, it's hard to play their stuff right now. Yeah, it kind of is. Um all right. Let's move on to Hades. Hades won a Hugo Award. They've won every video game award you can win. So why not one more? Yeah, why not one that this is the first time they've ever given it, and so Hades won it. Oh, yeah, good point. Hugos are not, that's normally a science fiction uh, writing thing. Uh, it's not just science fiction, it's fantasy and other stuff, but it's a writer's award, and they got they got it for the very first video game, uh, Hugo. Hades got it. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, 
And just to just to be clear on what this is and what this isn't, because um, I have seen some confusion about what it was. It was not a case of a video game got nominated for something and was running up against a bunch of novels, and Hades was considered right. so good it beat out all the novels. Right. It's just that they decided to recognize video games this year and possibly going forward as something that they will continue to do. Um, and so uh, I guess the, the nominees were Animal Crossing... New Horizons, which I don't really know why that would be in there. Well, I can't really think of. I mean, look, yeah. Animal Crossing is charming. It's yeah. a it's a great video game. I don't know if it's a triumph of writing for the medium, but uh, I would say, I'll, okay, John, let me make an argument for the Hugos. You tell me if you think I'm smoking the crack. All right, here's my okay. argument because I oh, actually we know you're smoking the crack. Because <laughs> I, I, I actually agree with you, like straight up, I agree with you already. But I'm going to try to play devil's advocate here. If they, okay. if they considered this for narrative reasons, I do think one of the magic bits of New Horizon. And maybe the entirety of the series, Animal Crossing series, is its ability to be charming, funny, extremely well localized, no matter what language you're reading it in, and and just affable in every way, and consistently so. And that's everything from that turtle you love singing to you on the boat. What's his name? Oh, man. Yeah, uh, but he wasn't there at the beginning. He wasn't. He's there now in full freaking force, though. So oh, Real short-sighted decision, but they fixed it. So, it's But, fine. like, I can't think of any other part of my life where I'm actually interested to hear what little type video games are saying to me. Unless it's, like, a deep story from some GBA RPG I missed or something. But for the most part, whenever it's a game where it's a little cutesy character going, and you're just hitting A to skip through it all, I get the gist and then I move on. Animal Crossing does have a way of grabbing you and making you stay in their world. And it's interesting and meaningful. And I don't know how it is. And maybe that alone is worth a nomination. That's my devil's you know advocate what? argument. I think I think you're on to something. Because I think it's very easy for for me, for people in general, to go... Well, it wasn't The Last of Us Part Two. It wasn't a hard-hitting, deep look into the psychological issues that trauma brings about for the human condition. Right. But you know what? Every time a damn animal had something to say to me, I read it. I didn't ever go, skip, I don't want to hear from you. Yep. I didn't ever, I never went like, I'm not interested. I sought out talking to those villagers every damn day. Mm -hmm. It's not like they were going to reveal the great secrets of the universe to me. They were just going to be like, sup, bud? I like that shirt you gave me yesterday. I should look, I'm wearing it right now. It's cozy. I'm warm. Yep. Like it was just, it's just wholesome. And like, yeah, it's not going to set the world on fire. Maybe that's why it doesn't win, but I think you're a hundred percent right. Like there is something to be said about writing that is just positive and uplifting and charming in a way that you're still captivated and pulled in. And if that game didn't have good writing, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. I agree. I think that's why now I, I they'd have to say why. Cause you know, I'm not, I didn't, I didn't nominate anybody. I'm not involved in the Hugo's, but if I had to guess that's why that's in there. And you could also argue in Hades case, so much of that story is told through quiet moments and less to say. You know what I mean? Like it's not and, it's, and it's not environment a and atmosphere game. can tell story too. Like we can't just limit it to when the dialogue comes up, right? Exactly. Like I think that's it's the right also, way to appreciate or that's the right way to approach games as this kind of art. Like 
I, I'm all for that. Hades is a great example of that. It's an amazing way of painting a, a narrative without just telling you words or just reading script or whatever. So, you know, I, I think this is really cool. And grats to those guys. They've won everything, Bo. There's nothing left to win. Yeah, they seriously have. They deserve it. And I just wish they'd make another one. Yeah. Just well, like I, I just I'm worried that the, not that I'm worried, but that developers tends to move on and do different projects. And I would just I would just take a full fledged game. I don't know what that means exactly, but just more more game in the Hades game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah I'm kind of with you on that. What if they, zones? Yeah. Give me multiplayer. Like, give me a full Diablo. F- yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, they must have made a lot of money, like hire a whole bunch of people and just like go hog because they've got it right. Like they, they've made a quality game. I know they can. I don't know. They made lots of quality games, actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the hard thing about them is like they are typically a like one and done kind of studio. And yeah. as much as I would be excited to see, OK, well, what's next from the Hades studio? I'm with you. Like, I want more of this. Like, I want I want to go through. I it's they always do that meme of like, what game do you wish you could forget everything about and then play again for the first time? And like Hades is kind of one of those games because like discovering the way the weapons worked and discovering how to make a run, like going into that game and going, Oh, Poseidon is such a trash God. Poseidon doesn't give you anything. He's useless. What, what garbage I'd never, never pick Poseidon. And then ending up in a place where you go in and you're like, I'm going to do a Poseidon run. Cause you know what? Poseidon is one of the most fun ways to play this game. And I'm going to just go in and do it. Like mm-hmm. it's wild. The journey that you go on in that game and you can't exactly erase it and start over and that's why like it kind of needs a sequel and that's why i kind of want to go through the whole thing again um, uh, I'm, I'm still i'm like i still have it installed i'm still working on my heat levels like i'm up to about heat 10 of 56 oh my lord each weapon has 56 individual heat levels so you crank up difficulty mutators and like i do want to get back to it at least get to heat 32 because that's where the awards are it's just hmm it's time consuming getting, you know, like I've done a lot of runs. I'm like, I'm up to like 150 or almost something like that runs of the game. It's fun. I think these guys, I don't want them to do, I want them to do their own IP, but they could be making torch, like with the kind of animation and art they do, they could be making an ARPG like torch. Oh, hell yeah, they could. Like, like they, you know, if, if they really had their druthers and say, all right, let's hire a bunch, you know, let's hire some, staff for this big crazy project and just run a full-fledged arpg um they'd nail it just based on the way hades plays like their own take like actiony the fact that you the fact that you can dash so freely it's the same way doom eternal was just like you can just dash around whatever i'm just like yeah you can just dash and move around so freely um you could that'd be an amazing game set in the hades universe you know really flesh that stuff out actually i have a i have a prediction and you guys can in a couple of years, call me on it that I was wrong, but I'm going to make it. Here's what I think ha- happens next from Supergiant Games. The next game they make is Bastion 2. It'll be a next level, blown out, mm. awesome new take on their amazing first entry. And it will make it, you know, it'll be, it'll be everything Bastion wasn't a billion times more. It'll be just like amazing follow-up to Bastion. That's their next game. I think the game after that could very well be expand the universe of Hades and not just make a roguelike, but make a fully fledged out either RPG top down ARPG like you're talking about. I think they might actually dip back into previous work from, from here forward, not every time, but I think that those, those initial eight years were them 
putting it out and going for it and trying it and then trying a new thing. Because if you look at Hades, it's actually just this great uh, accumulation of of amazing ideas that started with Bastion a little bit. Uh, a, in fact, there's a lot of DNA, I think, in their second game. What was that called? Uh, Transistor. Transistor. Yeah. It's a lot of the sort of the movement stuff carried forward and that sort of thing. Um, their narrative game got real good, I think, with that Pyre, Pyre game. Um, and their art style really started to lock in. And I think that's where Hades, you know, really hit the ground running was after that. So I think it's time they do that, that they go back and they realize that not only are those amazing games that they can go back to, they're legitimate, like IPs that could stand the test of time if treated right. And I think they could do it themselves. So yeah, the music, I think too. The, music is phenomenal. Yeah. Hey. Music in those games. Spot on. Love I, I think Bastion. the only thing the I, so, I yeah. wouldn't want a sequel to Bastion. I think you're probably right. Um, but I wouldn't want a sequel to Bastion because I've always said that Bastion has one of my favorite endings in video games of all time. Mm. And it's because it is ambiguous. And I think if they answered the question to how Bastion actually ended for like a sequel, I would be extremely disappointed. Well, it's dangerous, right? Cause they could do something in that world, not connected to Bastion in the, in the narrative sense a whole different narrative with maybe some crossover or whatever. Um, but that's dangerous because a lot of people want a sequel with, you know, it's the, it's the master chief issue, which I want to talk about later when we talk about Halo. Oh yeah. We're going to talk about yeah. it. I'm going to make a bunch of Halo fans mad. Yeah. You're going to piss some people off. I actually, it's funny cause I totally agree with you, but um, I think we're, I think it's actually a, it's a, it's a macro psychology problem with Halo and, and we'll get to it. But the idea that people want a Bastion sequel will have a lot, a lot of that will, will, will carry on whether these characters you know, get resolution or have an ongoing story or whatever. Whereas if it were me, I just want to do something else in that world, something more with that narration mechanic, which was so amazing at the time. No one's really done it since either. Like they did it. It's, it's amazing. And even, you know, uh, Hades has a bunch of that kind of stuff in it, but the way that that was handled in Bastion is still just like a masterwork. And I can't believe a tiny team of X, uh, freaking, command and conquer devs from EA to put together in like a year. It's just insane to me. Um, but anyway, that's my prediction. I think they return to the world of Bastion. And after that, they return to the world of Hades. If I'm wrong at all, I hope it's, they go straight to the Hades and they just go nuts with it, but maybe they'll do something totally new. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll do a, you know, flying saucer pirate game. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that'd be, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure they're having this conversation themselves. I mean, how do you not? How do you not look at a game as decorated as Hades and not go, "Well, clearly we don't ever make anything related to this ever again." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it could be that we all assume this about them, but I don't know. Maybe they're the kind of dev. They could be the kind of dev people assume, which is, well, we we leave our amazing masterpiece and we move on to try to do it again with a new thing. And maybe that's their mantra. That's their built-in thing, but maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they, maybe the next one they want to make is a freaking IP-based MOBA. We have no idea. They won't. But you know what I mean. Like they're maybe make- if they don't go that way, maybe in ten or twenty years when the comp- the IP gets sold off, we'll see. You know, yeah, ten cent make eighty. <laughs> oh no, I oh, no. I don't want ten cent to buy anything else. I'm sick of those guys. I mean, THQ Nordic. They're fine. They just are buying everything. What else did they? They bought something else. Just last week, uh, uh, they bought the Left for Dead guy, uh, the Black for Back for Blood. Oh, back for, back for Blood, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's that not was that a- good of a game, but I don't know. They, they, they. That's kind of a 
It's a weird with. one, right? It's weird. Yeah. It's an okay I mean, game. I, it's good. It's a, it's an okay game. I just don't personally like zombies all that much. I mean, I'm, I'm biased. Vermintide has carved out a place in my heart mm. uh, for this kind of genre. And Back for Blood did not was not able to, you know, it, it was not that meme where the guy looks at Back for Blood away from Vermintide. You know, it's and none of them are dwarf rock game. I love that game. Yeah. I mean, I don't consider those the same job, but they are four player co-op. Yeah. And um, they're not the same. You're right. Yeah. They're, they're oh, all, but love the game. Vermintide and Dwarf Game are like aces in their own categories. They got me. some kind of Christmas yeah. thing going on right now, a Christmas event in Dwarf Game, and I kind of want to see what that is, but I haven't I it. so want to hear from somebody that has heard us call it Dwarf Game <laughs> so casually and so constantly. <laughs> and they, they went to Steam and typed Dwarf Game just to see if they could find it. Yeah. They got like what? Like they got like about. they got dwarf game and the other's rat game. And well, then, I mean, we talk about it Slack. That's how we we call it rat game and dwarf game. But what if you were looking for dwarf game because of us, and you ended up with like dwarf fortress, and you were mad at us as a result because it wasn't as good as we've been saying or something? You know, I mean, what do you get if you search? I think you can just <laughs> just reach out to us on Twitter. So one of us will tell you. You're like, what's dwarf game? What's rat game? What's eucalyptus game? We'll tell you. Eucalyptus game. Tell me more. I must know more. About eucalyptus. Uh, eucalyptus right. game. <laughs> I searched dwarf game, and the results are Rim World, yeah. Divinity Original Sin 2 Definitive Edition, uh-huh. Dwarf, dwarf Fortress, Don't Starve Together, Operation Lovecraft Fallen Doll, which yeah. looks like a, yep, that's a porn game. Yeah. Uh, Total War <laughs> Warhammer. Yeah. Uh, did, did you Arrow get trauma? Did you get Dwarfheim? I got Dwarfheim in mine. Uh, Yo, no. Oh yeah, Dwarfheim is after Dyson Sphere program. Mm-hmm. Uh, point is, I'm still <laughs> scrolling down, and there's no. <laughs> I think I think Steam needs to program into a search algorithm that if someone types in Dwarf Game, Deep Rock Galactic comes up like yeah. that. that should I be actually got the soundtrack to Deep Rock Galactic before the actual game. Oh wow! Yes. Okay, Dwarf Game. Yeah, that needs that needs to be fixed. Whoever's job it is, yeah. man, it's overwhelmingly positive. All re, all reviews, recent reviews. No, there's nothing. Yeah. There's z- zero bad to say about Deep Rock. It's an amazing yeah. game. Dwarf Game is so good. We're gonna do better about giving it its proper name since the SEO on this I, is terrible. I need to be playing it. Like uh, I, feel I know, so silly for not playing it. I do too. It's so good. And these recent updates, there's like a full on. And you don't even have to pay for it. It's a full on. Uh, All right, I'm making battle pass. Oh, it only needs two gigs of disk space. I'm yeah. Let me install it. Make yeah, it's just polygon info that you can chop and beat up and be be a blow pissed off a little gold bug. Yeah, blow up bugs in. It's great. All right. Great uh, what else here? Uh, oh, Wolf Among Us Two is getting made. That's cool. I yeah, love. Yeah, enjoyed first the one. first one. So I was like, you know, Telltale's always like. Oh, let's make this major IP into a Telltale game. And it's like, come on, Wolf Among Us was a really good IP. Yeah, make a minor one. I mean, Wolf Among Us was a comic book. It was very popular. Uh, I read it. It's very good, and I, and the game is very true to the comic origins. It's an alternate, like, hey, what if you know fairy tales were real and that sort of thing. If you didn't play Wolf Among Us one, you're missing out. It's also a very adult tale, so not for the kids. Uh, but it's my favorite. Of the Telltale games, I know John would make a strong argument for the Borderlands, Tales of the Borderlands, or whatever it was called. Yeah, uh, I also really liked the Batman. I thought like the the Batman games they did were interesting takes on the Batman mythos and universe. Like, you know, you've never seen that, Joker actually. like that. Mm-hmm. You've never seen. 
I mean, Two-Face may not even become Two-Face, depending yeah. on your choices. Like, it's it's genuinely very, very interesting. I thought the stuff they did with that. It is the best Borderlands has ever been. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, Walking Dead, zombies are played out. I There is a part of me that hates to recommend it because it, it's played out. It's um, good, though. First season of Walking Dead, um, and even really the second good. season, like, I really loved. I thought they were really, really good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I played the first Walking Dead, and it was it was really good. Like, yeah. For sure. If you don't like zombies, though, it may not be your cup of tea. This is very different from that. Uh, some really cool fantasy ideas in it. It's it's very good. Still looks good. I recommend it now. Play the first one if you, if you can get it cheap on Steam or uh, whatever. But the Wallace and Gromit games? Those are good. Those are all right. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about uh, The Wolf Among Us was how long it took before I got why he's called Big B. Oh, yeah, they did. And then take I their got it time. and then I got mad at myself that it took me so long to figure out why that was his name. Yeah. Big B, Big Bad. You know, I don't want to give it away. Maybe other people should find out the slow way. <laughs> I mean, but. it's not like a spoiler, like, but his name is Big B Wolf. And I was just like. Okay, I don't know why we named him that. And then it was like I was on like chapter three, and I was like, "Oh, big bad wolf, big Big B wolf, big B for bad, right?" Yeah, Yeah. I got it. It's a very cool thing. I also recommend the comic as much as it. The game adaptation is real strong. That's a great read. It's very very good. I forget who wrote it. Called Fable, I think, or something. It's Fables. Yeah, not Fables. Fate. Shit. Now I forgot. I thought it was just Fables. I thought it was called Fables. Among, uh, it's not called Fables? Uh, comic? Let me look this up. I like to be accurate here. Oh, Fables. It is Fables. Um, but Fables included a bunch of other stuff. So, like, there was Fables colon The Wolf Among Us. But then there was Fable, Fables and then other stuff. And they're all quite good. Mm-hmm. Would highly recommend it. Okay. Well, that's it for that. Hey, how about some Dear Martha Steam reviews? Uh, today, we got a little Russian in the house. <laughs> a little yeah, tiny we got, guy. We got, a, we got a Russian one. I'm not going to lie. It's really the only reason it's Russian is because uh, I liked Yelena so much on uh, <laughs> Hawkeye. Okay. Oh, is that that's the only reason? That's re- I was just in my head and, and mm. you know, I was just like, okay, we'll do that. Um, but we also have a bonus one. That really doesn't fit the typical like structure for a review. Um, I just thought when you put it all together, it made me laugh. So I'm including it as a fun holiday bonus. All right. Well, we're going to do both of them. We'll start with the Russian one. And uh, John's John's love of Florence Pugh be damned. Uh, this is your Russian Dear Martha for the game Bayonetta, right? Is that where you yeah, Bayonetta. Bayonetta. All right. Enjoy. Here we go. My dearest Martia. You play as Bayonetta, a seven-foot-tall, sexy librarian Amazon witch who wears black skin-tight spandex and sucks on lollipops to regain health. You fight angels, slow down time, fight on the sides of buildings as they fall through space and spin on poles like a stripper. There's jokes, there are dance numbers... There's a very deep combo system and shop to unlock dozens and dozens of items. And you carry two guns. <laughs> and another two guns are strapped to you effing feet. And you shoot all four at God himself. Why are you still reading this? Go buy this game. Yours in this life and next, Gordon Freeman. Oh, 
man. Gordon Freeman himself. All right. Yeah. Excellent. You didn't know that's what he sounded like. No, I had no idea. Turns out that's exactly his voice. All right. Well, now we, we move into more traditional territory with a follow-up. Also Bayonetta. Uh, dear Martha music. Here you go. My dearest Martha, I present to you now my review for Bayonetta. Martha, as a white male, I can't believe that people are still objectifying women in video games. It simply disgusts me. Ugh. All men are pigs, except for me, because only I truly respect women. Oh my god. Yours in this life and the next, Big Urethra. Oh man, Big oh. Urethra. Finally, Wait, what? Finally comes out of hiding. See, this is a problem, Bo. Nothing you never know anyone who's being serious or or is trolling. You never know. You never know. I mean, there's nothing inherently toxically masculine about a big urethra. It's just more <laughs> pee, more pee goes through it per second, right? Like it's a it's a bigger it's a wider hose. I'm assuming. Yeah. I assume he means width wise and not length of urethra. Oh right, yeah. We, you know, we don't have but, we don't have confirmation on that, but I assume width as well. But I'm assuming I'm assuming we're talking about throughput when we talk about a big urethra. It's like capacity versus distance, right? That's what we're talking but, about. It's capacity. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, is that a so? Could you tell by the way it was written? Was that a sarcastic? I think comment, somebody. Was that I think he's being sarcastic. That review. Either got way, picked, it's horrible. That review got picked a hundred percent on the fact that I knew I was going to have to end it with big urethra. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's yeah, something no, about I I, that I like as the stuff. like postscript to it that I was just like, it's too funny to not you, do. You did. You did a good job. It, it was. A, it was a brave thing you did. It was a tough choice, and you did yeah. it well. Yeah, you did it. But for either way, it's bad. Being like, I'm the only guy who understands women. The rest of y'all are pigs. Is like shit. <laughs> Shitty. Yeah, and also to be doing that sarcastically is also is also shitty. shitty. It's, it's a shitty. Shit. It's a shit shit. It, it reminds me of the kinds of shit that you try to flush down the toilet doesn't go down and it rubs all in the bottom of the bowl. Yeah. Oh, an NFT. Yeah, an NFT, a non flushable term yeah. yeah. that we talked about. I can't remember if we talked about it on the show or before the show started. Because <laughs> you had that nap. I'm still thinking about those shits because those are really bad. And yeah, when yeah. I bring them up. They, no, it's hard for them to go away. I thought Canadian toilets were more powerful though. You guys have like. Oh, it's got nothing to do with Canadian toilets or American toilets. It's got to do with the, the heft of the it. shit. <laughs> yeah, but down here, we got, unless you go to a restaurant or something, those things are great because you hit them and they go, just suck the water oh, from them. But, I mean, that depends on your plumbing and stuff. Like, I definitely do not have a power, power shitter. <laughs> <laughs> a power shitter. I like those. A power shitter is just like, we're going to suck this shit so fast. Uh, any trace of particles will be deleted from existence in your vicinity. Like yeah. I like those toilets, yeah. but I don't have one of those. It's like I the airlines. Uh, the Maybe like we'll get it down today. Let's see. <laughs> Fingers my, crossed. My toilet's like Garfield. It'll maybe get there eventually, but definitely not on a Monday. And, and with lots of lasagna. <laughs> Got to have a lot yeah. of lasagna to uh, get that down. I want there. lasagna now. Mm-hmm. I dumped a plate of lasagna in a toilet once. That's a whole, that's a truth. And it's a whole different story. <laughs> you dumped a lasagna in a toilet? A whole plate of lasagna in a toilet because... Uh, what was it? A fl- not fly. Some kind <laughs> I mean, of. Bug. I don't know if you need a good reason for that. It seems okay to me. But <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's. I mean, question number it, one was it just to see what would happen, or yeah, was it? Yeah. No, it was a. Was there, was, there a need? <laughs> there was some kind of bug in it, and we had a yeah. we had a situation in our old house where we had to have a sump pump in the basement because 
water had to go up and out to the main sewer line in the city instead of usually on a down angle like most people's houses. For some reason, it was built like stupid. And so the mm. sump pump really sucked because the water and stuff from upstairs from the sink, which had the disposal, you know, grind up food thing in it. What's that called? Food disposal. The garbage um, disposal. Garbage disposal. No. Right? Food. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Anyway, it's a disposal. The thing you turn on, it goes, grinds everything up. So you'd send food down that thing, and the sump pump would accumulate it in big, giant, over time, in big, giant, solid hunks of nightmares. Like, they're horrible. And we'd have to clean that thing out all the time, and it smelled like the rottenest egg. Someone took a dump on your face, kind of worst nightmare. It was horrible. (laughs) I know, I hated it. So what we did that day is we were like, we knew the other part of the house where that toilet was, that went out to the main sewer line without having to go through any of this. So instead of adding to the mess, I could have just thrown it away, I guess. I didn't. Uh, But that would make the garbage stink, which means it's the winter and I got to take that thing out to the can. Now I remember why I did it. So I said, I'm flushing this. And I went in the other room because it had bugs or something in it, dumped the whole plate into the toilet, flushed it down. That's the story. That's the you whole did, thing. Did you break it up nope. or did you just an entire lasagna one go? All one lasagna, all one go. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a whole, it wasn't a whole tray. It was just my oh, portion. Do so like you have big. a power shitter? No, it's just a normal toilet. It went down. It was fine. just his portion though. So like in theory, it I'm surprised it didn't there. get clogged. Like that's, it's, you don't generally want to put a lasagna because. <laughs> or, think, you know, food. And that's well, I mean, you just want to put stuff that's going to not clog the pipes because that would be an expensive thing to fix, right? Yeah, like, which is what was happening I mean, with the with the sump pump all the time. It was always clogging and always causing issues, and we had to have a plumber right. all the time. So this was, my, in my head anyway, if it doesn't clog immediately, at least I'm sending it straight to the sewer line, and now it's the city's problem, and I pay my taxes, so enjoy. And who knows? There might be lasagna caked all along that pipe, and it just never blocks completely. Maybe. On the plus yeah. side, you know, once a toilet has handled a lasagna, you know, <laughs> you, you poop there comfortably. Oh, good point. Like, you know the job's going to get done. Yeah, You're that's like, a, that's this a isn't going to be any worse than a lasagna. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that is the positive spin that I was looking for. So, yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, all right. Well, well done, John. Yeah, well Thank done. You. Let's do this. We have games we played. I'm very excited to talk about the following games. Uh, one of them is one Bo talked about last week, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I wanted to get this one out of the way because I really enjoyed it, and I'm surprised how much I enjoyed it. And I'm going to recommend it to the kind of people who like what I'm about to describe. So Steam puts out their every year they put out their top most concurrent players on Steam in 2021, highest selling games in 2021. uh, in the top 10, the longest of 20, you know, like all these top 10 lists, right? And they're all really interesting, I think, anyway. It just gives you a lot of idea of what's going on on Steam. And one of the top five best sellers or best, um, was it best reviewed? I don't remember now what the the category was, was a game called Tavern Master. And you might say to yourself, well, you know, there's a million games where you kind of run your own tavern. It's like a little kind of city builder tropes but it's a tavern and you you know you got the people coming in and they're drinking the whatever and and you grow bigger every time you you expand and buy new stuff and you know it's that kind of game and it 100 is that kind of game um i started a tavern called bob's slop hole okay yeah i can rename it anytime i want but i named it that here i'm gonna send you guys a, a this is a, an early access game right no this one's fully out uh it's an out game oh it's on my it's on my wish list Oh, good. So looked, you probably I've looked at this and went, hmm. So, yeah. 
Is so, it is it like gas station simulator, but n- caverns? No, it's more like okay, so it's top down uh isometric. Okay, mm-hmm. so you play it more like a traditional tycoon game. Um okay. it's very much steeped in the kind of the music that's playing playing is very, you know, you're in a tavern and it's a you know, it's the you, bu- you build the tavern, like you you set up all the You do. But it's real simple. It's like here's the walls and here's some floors, and I have this much money yeah, yeah, to spend. Yeah. And you know. but you know, it's fun when you've made it because then it's your place. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But it's not like long construction times or any kind of like you know. They're not going full sim here. They're just saying, you know, Sims ish. It's like let me build a thing. People will come. Hire a bartender. Get some waitresses mm-hmm. going. Hire a security guy so nobody steals my waitresses? barrel of wine. You mean wenches? They Sorry, call wenches. wenches. I don't know, actually. Three I think wenches. they call them. I think they call them. I think they barmaids. literally call them like wades. Oh, maybe it is barmaids. That might be it. Oh, barmaid works. Barmaid works. Um, and so in the game Tavern Master, the loop is this. It's like, all right, I've got my basic thing. I've hired a bartender. I don't have a lot of money, so I'll have like two tables and benches for those tables. And it's all very rustic and, you know, it's 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 meant to look like a medieval fantasy-based sort of tavern. I mean, it looks awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. It's got this neat kind of low-poly quality to it, but on purpose, like it's the style of that kind of, I don't even know what to it. It reminds to. me of um, For the King. Yeah, yes, yes. There you go. Great, great example. I, You know, this is the kind of game where I'd go, hey, I wonder if that artist worked here because it feels very similar. Um, so is it a, is it, it's, um, it's like a simulator? Like there isn't, uh, I don't know, there are other quests or... So you know, that's what I that's about what I really liked about it. So there is a quest and there's actually a battle pass in it. They don't call it that. But battle passes obviously have a lot of influence. They really took off and so other games are implementing kind of battle pass pass like ideas. And one of them is in this game there's like this little string of things you can unlock and do based on your performance. So if you if you keep getting your quests done and the quests are things like seat 30 people or uh invite the king over or you know, whatever it may be, make make 15 of these cherry pies for dessert in one day. And if you do all of those things, most of which happens automatically because you've just sort of set up the machine to do it, um, then it will give you these, these uh, achievement points, these targets. They're basically arrow targets is what they represent them as. And the more targets you get, the more further down this line. And sometimes it's just cash. You can just say, oh, there's 300, 300 gold I just get because I'm on that part of the battle pass thing. Sometimes it's a new recipe. Sometimes it's a new... Oh, it's a free elite uh, barmaid who's really fast and carries five mugs at once, and she's awesome. She can run around and do all kinds of cool stuff. Anyway, so there's that aspect to it. Then there's just regular kind of quests in there. Uh, When you unlock certain things, you can then afford to buy, you know, uh, over-the-fire grill. That means you can expand your menu for the food stuff. You can buy more barrels of different kinds of drinks. So you've got everything from wine and and, uh, ale and, you know, different beers and stuff, but then you can all, uh, one of them was like lemonade for some reason, because this fancy contingent of rich people like to have these parties. And if you host their parties, they drink tons of lemonade and they pay top dollar for it. So you have, you have event days as well. And on those event days, you get certain benefits by successfully serving a certain number of people for that day. The prices are higher for certain things. You can adjust prices though. You have all that control that you would expect in a game like this, but you control how much your people get paid uh, they level up and when they do, they get perks. Like I can now carry three mugs instead of two and I'm taking whatever, or I'm faster cleaning this cleaning tables or the bartender can pour half a second faster than he used to because I've leveled him up and then specced him, uh, when, when he did level. And, uh, uh, 
the game basically from a play standpoint right now, like when I zoom my camera out, I'm looking down into my tavern. I just unlocked dual levels, so I, I don't know what that looks like yet, but I, I'm going to have an upper floor and another bar and some other stuff. I've got entertainment stands with like bands on them doing, you know, fiddles and the shit you'd have back then. And, and they make people more comfortable and pay more and tip more and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, uh, you have to have good lighting. So you're putting torches around or you can buy expensive like uh, sconces with like nice candles in them. Like there's different levels of that sort of stuff. Decoration is really cool. You can put shields on the wall. But my favorite questy thing is you put an adventurer's table in your tavern and you plunk that thing down. And then every day, I think it's eight, eight adventurers come and circle that table. They all sit in that table and they all look like guys with some armor on and the table's got a map on it and it's all very, you know, thematic. But you click on that table and says, all right, well, here's a bunch of quests. Some of the food you want to make, you can only get through these quests. So it's like, I need some, uh, this, these steaks. And the only way to do it is to send these guys on a quest, uh, which is to protect somebody doing something. And then the payment for that will be these steaks. But I have to pay Ooh. these guys gold to go do it. Now, a lot of this happens on, you know, it's like well, sending. That's cool. Yeah, that's, I like that. Yeah, it's really cool. So then you do that. They get up out of their chair and walk out the front door. Now they're off on a two-day quest. And so for two business days, you don't see them. And when they come back, you've got it. And your percentage of getting the thing you sent them to do is higher depending on their level. So you're trying to level up your adventurers by sending them on more missions. And the harder they are, the lower their percentage. And so sometimes you get screwed and spend 400 bucks for nothing. You just want to be smart about that. Uh, sometimes two people can take care of just the cheese run. You need some cheese, you send them on a run to do a thing and you bring back some cheese. It's Does great. it ever have where uh, like only seven people come back and they go, yeah, <laughs> Greg died to get you your steaks? Uh, <laughs> not that I know of. I haven't gotten to know any of these people very well because they are kind of just names and you choose them in a way that's like kind of arbitrary, but but they are individuals. I suppose somebody could die though. I, I just I guess I haven't I haven't noticed that if that's been happening. I mean, I just think that there's a real like fun, not maybe not fun, maybe that's the wrong way to put it, but like narrative hook there where it's like, you know, we're understanding the relation between being a tavern owner and a party of adventurers and like I need resources. You guys go out into the big scary world and get that for me. But part of that big scary world is, you know, maybe Greg doesn't make it back. Mm-hmm. Maybe Greg died so that you could serve steaks at your fancy bar. Are you going to name the steaks after Greg? Like <laughs> Greg's steaks? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yep. Maybe some and of that's going on. I don't put know. Put his shield up on the wall in honor of the fallen knight who uh, helped you get steaks that you wanted to sell at a reasonable price. <laughs> I mean, I really, I really conceptually, I'm right here with you. I think this is all a really good idea. I just don't know if they've gone that far, but I haven't noticed that. Um, you do have to do things like always make sure your beer and stuff is full. It'll tell you and warn you, hey, you're almost out of ale. You probably want to get more of that because these people are buying it like crazy. Uh, or you're almost out of this certain foods or whatever. You can buy more wheat. A lot of the food items are re- just repurchasable. Um, and then the the people that you hire, it's ran- they're kind of random. So like your, your bartenders are going to have a bunch of starting stats. You decide what you like the best. It's like, oh, he can carry more drinks, but he's slow. Or he's really fast, but he only can carry two drinks or... Or whatever. So there's like little ideas like that in there. Um, there's a talent tree that you unlock, kind of like uh, it's a research tree. Like I don't know, like Civ, Civ or Civ, Yeah, it's just simple. You know, it's nothing crazy. It's like, would you want to unlock the adventure table? That's where you do it. You want to unlock the, the lemonade, which I thought was <clears> weird <throat> at first, but I sell a shit ton of lemonade. 
Um, <laughs> weird. No, it's it medieval times. Really they don't act. They don't have like Pepsi to compete with lemonade. Like it's lemonade <laughs> right, or it's uh, right or weed. or, or, or <laughs> yeah, it's all booze or lemonade at this place. There is yeah. water as well, and they pay for water in this place. Um, there's uh, there's a speed thing, so normal speed while you're playing, and then there's crank it up to f- super fast speed if you want to make your your twelve hour or your twenty four hour work day or whatever. It is. I forget how long a day is. Um, and there's a day night cycle and stuff and people are out walking around and coming to your thing. Once you get going, you can have that timer up and then pause if you need to, to go make a, you know, a purchase or rearrange a table. Uh, you're trying to have people not get pissed and leave. So you want to balance, you know, how much, how much support staff you have versus how much, how many people are in the capacity of the room. When you start, it's real small. You keep expanding. You get bigger walls and bigger bigger platform, and you can change the floors and the wall types, and lots of skins get unlocked and stuff just to make everything look different. The quality Do of the people tables. mess up. Like if you poorly structure your um, tavern, you don't get drinks to people in time. The customers get mad, and you get incidents. Like you can, yes, you can have some of that. Uh, they are not super frequent, and this is the part that I wanted to not warn people about. But if you're coming to this. And if, if any of this sounds like, oh, this sounds great, Scott. What a rad, cool game. If you're coming to this going, well, you know what I really want is a really difficult game. You're, this is not that. This is actually kind of on purpose, not easy, but it's meant to just sort of be, here's the loop and it's a really fun loop. Like it's fun to grow and know that you got this much money this time and know that now you can afford another food storage barrel and another bartender. And that'll really, you know, alleviate things in the bar. And, you know, you can get the new flooring that you unlocked and okay, now's another day and then run through that. That's day. too bad. Cause there's, there's a lot of problems that can happen in a tavern. You know? Oh yeah. All kinds. Yeah. <laughs> That's the reason we like them is because bar fights occur. Theft. Gotta get a the bouncer. Grudges. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely or, a theft thing. You have to hire a guard and like if you don't have a lemonade, like people might riot. Like there's right. so there's not really any of that. It just you just you know <laughs> yeah. lose revenue. And yeah, you lose it, revenue, and that's yeah. about it. But basically, okay. So I do have a guard. I have to gear him, and I keep spending money to gear him up because uh, he needs better gear. Uh, otherwise, mm-hmm. when when you get robbed, you'll lose, and you'll actually get robbed again. Oh, you can get robbed in this game. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I've had I've had a guy come in and walk off with a big barrel of wine that cost me like five hundred gold. It was horrible. Like, does anyone? And, but there's no there's no death in this game. Like the the guard doesn't kill people if you try to stop it. Does he kill your? He runs them off. No, he just runs them off. And there's it's not it's it doesn't go that far. Um, it's just yeah, we it, need a brutal version of it. <laughs> like the long swords come out and blood yeah. gets splashed across the countertop I mean, it for seems an perfect. wine theft. Yeah, yeah, it seems yeah. perfect. It seems like they just stopped a little short at the problems, but I, I like it and I like yeah. everything I'm hearing. But uh, yeah, it's bit like I say, it's it's, it's simple to I th- I think a strength because what I was looking for with this was not I don't want banished the tavern. As much as that might, that may appeal to people like Bo even, like, cause you yeah. love banishment. <laughs> so that concept may sound amazing to you and it doesn't sound bad to me either, but I, that's not it what I'm have in the mood for. I understand that that's not what that is. Yeah. You want something relaxing and, and casual to just sort of be yeah. zen about your, uh, yeah. about your, yeah. it doesn't have to have those average. things. So yeah. Just, and this, and this is that there's still it. stuff to worry about. There's things to think about and oh no, we lost money this today. So tomorrow I'll try to sell more of these or I'll, the band will only have two members instead of three. That'll save a little money. Like there's a little bit of stuff like that, but for the most part, the game is just designed to like let you have a Zen like 
creation experience. And there's a big, long campaign. There's also a sandbox mode, which I haven't messed with yet. I assume that'll just let me unlock everything and screw around a ton. Um, but for what it is and for as cheap as it is, it's only $14.99. It's cheap. Um, I really like it. Like a lot. Yeah, I played the cool. shit ton of this game and uh, really, really had fun with it. So um, I just got my new floor, which I took forever to research because I was spending way too much money on entertainment. I had people playing on stages like a wild man. Um, but now, now I've got the upper floor and the next game I play, I'll hire a new, new bartender, a new bar upstairs. Um, you get hotel rooms. There's all kinds of shit I haven't unlocked. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah. it's neat. It's real neat. And I'm and I'm thrilled cool. that Dev's making so much uh, success from it. They're they're doing really well, and and it and I think part of it is it's it's not overstepping its simplicity. It's like here's what the game does. We're not we're not we don't have feature creep. We know exactly what you want to do here. Do it. And yeah. I I think there's something to be said for that that kind of restraint. But I also get you know they're going to be players who are like, well, I want this. I need Dark Souls the Tavern thing, and I'll be like, all right. I don't know if that exists, but good luck to you. I don't know if it does. It might. All right. Uh, that's the other game I played. I also played a bunch of War Tales, and that's Bo's fault. That game's great. Speaking uh, of a game that's, of, uh, that's hard. Of savage difficulty. Yeah, that game's hard. Uh, weird, right? Like, I like both these games for their own reasons, but that one, if you're looking for a challenge, it's, it's, uh, it's War, pretty big. War Tales is almost... I don't know if you well if you want you, we're talking about your section so we can just no talk no no you it. go ahead let's like, just talk, tell me like where, this was announced I think at Game Awards last year and yeah. we, I think I remember you saying that looks interesting and me agreeing yeah and then it just came out recently and I was like I remember this game in early access yeah um I bought it along with Age of Darkness and played Age of Darkness first and I'm like why did I do that Age of Darkness is a tower defense Starcraft alike that you know genres I've played before this. This is a relatively new genre that is very adjacent to. It's going to look like a lot of games you played. The combat looks like Divinity: Original Sin, or pretty much any turn. You could say even XCOM or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a war. It's a mercenary band simulator, and so being a mercenary in the medieval ages is not. It's not a happy thing, right? There's food scarcity. Um, you know, there's no. There's no police system. Like, there are obviously guards, but you know, you do something wrong, you'll probably just get killed. Uh, if you're a mouse to feed and no one's got food, you'll probably just get killed. If your party runs out of food traveling the wilderness and you, you say, get set upon by bandits and kill them, maybe you just eat their corpses because you don't have any food and eating a human the corpse is better than dying. Yep. Although um, you can have some problems later i found so it's this harsh <laughs> um mercenary simulator but it's beautiful like the game is like it's sort of like this vast board game like sim style it looks gorgeous yeah i agree and and but it's brutally difficult if you don't don't keep your party happy they'll abandon you you got to pay you got to pay your mercenaries mm-hmm. or they leave yep you got to feed them or they'll leave or die you have to repair their armor Every time you go into combat, you got to use those damn repair things. The bills mount up. So it's like real life. If I was to hire you and John and say, all right, guys, we're going out to kill people for money. Um, and then I didn't pay you. You'd be like, oh, I'm out. Yeah, you <laughs> wouldn't, like, you wouldn't do out. it. In fact, you might turn yeah. on one of us to turn on you and kill you. Slit your throat and yeah. take all your shit. Yeah. yeah. And I'd be like, well, wait, I got food. I, we just killed these humans. Let's make some hot dogs from this uh, from Ted over here. 
we'll have, <laughs> Ted, we'll have Ted dogs. Like you can steal. So I haven't really gotten to the criminal aspect, but there's a whole, you know, I think it's fine for you to steal, but you'll be more, more wanted. Uh, generally speaking, things kick your ass. Like fight comes at opportunity cost. You can't just steamroll your way through encounters. No. Um, it has a scaling system, which isn't everyone's favorite thing, but basically as you get more party members, there are more enemies in combats. I'm learning there's no limit, I think. I don't know what the upper limit is, but like you could field an army of 16. Like you could have like 10 mules, 16 units. Like this isn't just a, a four, you know, it isn't like XCOM where you're like, let me send out my six dudes max. Yeah. I think this is a game where you could have like 25. You're making a band of mercenaries and and there's no story. You're not, It's not like, oh, once upon a time there was Andrew who lived in the Strom Cap. It, it's, um, you described it a bit as FTL. It really is make, you name the characters and then you make their own adventure and maybe they die and maybe they don't. But there is a narrative. There is world building happening. Like there are kingdoms, there are stories happening, and things you discover and do affect how things play out. And I've only got nine hours in, so I don't know how deep it goes. But I think this is like a hundred hour, you know, dig in and and manage your band. It's amazing. I think this might be my favorite thing I've played this year. It's really neat. So yeah, uh, the FDL comparison is is a good one. I think because it will give you an idea of the kind of difficulty you're facing because it's not easy and there's not a lot of stuff you can control in terms of yeah. your environment or, you know, random things that you end can, up happening to you. There's three difficulty levels. There's free, which is you can save as much as you want. Normal, which is you get one save file. Yeah. And then there's Iron Man, which is probably the way it's meant to be played in yeah. the Iron Man mode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all, it's all uh, randomly procedurally generated. It's not procedurally generated. It's just, there's no prescription. It's open world, I guess you could say. Like, yeah. very open. There's no, there's very little in the way of scripted stuff. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make sense. And there were some gnarly choices. Like, I had to choose between probably a better, well, there were some people that were that were kind of renegades, but good people that were just trying to break away from the harshness of the reality of whoever rules this land. And they wanted me to help them. and I would, And so I started to help them. And they were going to pay me to help them. So there was something in it for us. But in the end, the guy that we were supposed to take out offered us way more money. <laughs> and yeah. And then you're like, well, we're starving mercenaries. Like, yeah. And, I, always, and I, I say to myself, what would I do in medieval land? Would I be like, no, I promised the first guy and he's going to give me 20 gold coins. Or this guy's offering me a bag of like 500 gold. Yeah. I'm like, and he's a douchebag. I don't bag, care about but, these assholes. I'll just kill the other guy. Yeah. I'll betray my wording. And you're like. That's the and then you was like you made that decision and yeah. the game doesn't judge you you just make it and you're that jerk you're that jerk I know and then um, later you'll there die was a guy I rescued a guy at a tower yeah and he was like oh I'm a I'm an immigrant to this land you know they really hate immigrants and I'm like that sucks can you these men are chasing me can you take me somewhere and I was like okay and then he's a blacksmith so I'm like sweet we got a blacksmith but then I started getting attacked by all these like. Uh, knights and they were kicking my ass and on the third en- encounter I was like it's way too expensive taking these fights all the time I'm getting my ass kicked I'm out of food I'm out of repairs I just gave I'm like here you can have a <laughs> go kill <laughs> I gave up I was like I gave up trying to save him I'm like here take the, you know the third guards are like you should hand him over yeah. and we're like you know what take him he, yeah. he's a pain in the ass he cost me too much money and it's I don't not want a, him anymore it's not, even a fa- it's not even a fail state it's a 
it's no it's, it's a quest complete yeah. i got a quest complete because it's part of the tiltron i guess a zone or whatever and yeah, it's crazy and, and i'm like that's the story that happened i tried it got too expensive it's like um you know that coen brothers film uh where liam neeson uh has the uh guy with no arms and no legs and then replaces him with a rooster because <laughs> yeah and then oh. the, and then to dispose of the guy he just leaves he just puts ties him to a rock and throws him in a river <laughs> wait a minute hold on that's the that's the buster scruggs things but buster scruggs, who's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. i don't like, remember. i literally did that i was like this guy's not worth it you can take him <laughs> i don't remember that being liam neeson for some reason why do i not yeah, remember oh, yeah, that? It's liam neeson. totally yeah. liam neeson oh i forgot yeah. about that and the kid really the guy ties teeth. to the guy ties to a rock is uh that whole story is this just for that punchline because you're just like, okay, this is dragging. Like, where is this going? And then the whole punchline is he just takes the, the cart up that, by a river, ties him to a rock, and throws it. It's the it's the Dursley kid. No from, emotion, that just moves on with his day, like, just throwing out trash. Wasn't like that the human being? Wasn't that the Dursley kid from Harry Potter that that was? Yeah, 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 yeah. was. Okay, a beautiful and human so being. It's sad because he kind of you can tell he's kind of figuring out where his fate is because he's literally looking <laughs> out the back of the cart while Li- Liam Neeson is looking at him, then looking at a rock, then yeah. like shifting it in his arms, like trying to gauge if it's enough of a weight. Yeah, like yeah. oh man, that story is like haunt. It's like funny and haunting at the same time, which is a really weird correlation two things that you don't uh, the think whole movie's together. good but that story in particular sticks i always think about that i'm like that's like liam neeson dropping that guy to the river <laughs> <laughs> yeah that stuck with me too now it, it's it. so brutal how unsentimental it was but how much of a relationship they build with the characters uh, anyways anyways the, yeah. this game is like that it's like that buster scruggs story it's just unsentimental and and it's you making the decisions yeah. and i love it I love this game so much. Yeah, it's, it's quite access, good. So it's quite good. I like yeah. it a lot. Um, just to sell it too, it has beautiful landscapes. Although it's a bit simple in some ways, um, but I like the world map. But also the music is Witcher adjacent. It reminds me a lot of some Witcher tracks, just mm-hmm. with the instruments and stuff. And I that, that, helps. that helps. I think the battles are the things that are they. They're the things that feel the most empty. The world itself is big and lush and, and beautiful. On the overworld, you go into a single okay. fight and it kind of zooms in, and you're just you're always in sort of a field with no cover, and you're just there, like you're just fighting. They could beef yeah. that up a little bit with some cover mechanic, or maybe I don't know, just throw some stuff in there. But I think there's going to be a lot when you get your party up to sixteen dudes, like just. Yeah. And they do level up and you get abilities. So I, th- I think it's going to scale into being a lot where you might not need it once it's at, the game is in full swing. Um, I did like the winter. So there, I went up to a, a hill and it was snowing like crazy. And that actually decreases your visibility on the battlefield. So like the snow, like the snow blizzard while um, fighting was amazing. Like it was, it, I felt like, oh my God, we're in a blizzard fighting wolves. Oh, and that's what I, I got to catch a wolf. 10 wolves attacked us and I was like, oh man, we got to kill these wolves. I'm like, I wonder if I can catch it. And it's like, yep, you can catch it if you have chains or a rope. And I'm like, I've got rope. And so we caught a wolf and I named it Tedna. Nice. And then later Tedna died. Oh, Uh, the wolf's now dead. And I didn't bother reloading. I was like, well, that's what happened. I named mine John, uh, Kristen, Kyle, Scott, and Bo is my mule. <laughs> you were my mule. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, I, is, I named it. Way, I, I took inspiration from you and named it after There Will Be Dungeons character. So I've got Stanley Varel Nash. No, that's awesome. But here's the thing: the mule is no slouch. That thing can upgrade its like kicking ability and can be in. How do you level and... up the mule? I, I haven't. I haven't been able to figure out how to give it experience points. Well, I 
Mm, good question about that part. All I know is I could give it a... I know that there are trinkets that drop. It's like, oh, here's here's a horseshoe-shaped thing, and I read it, and it says, your mule can now kick for plus five oh, melee points or something. I, I don't. I never found that, so I, you have something I don't have in your run. Oh, that's cool. See, that, gets, yeah. uh, that tells me the game's got more stuff to show than... I've got two of them. I bought a second one because carrying encumbrance there's also an encumbrance mechanic heaven forbid you carry too many dead human bodies to eat later yeah uh <laughs> you won't be able to walk around you got to eat that stuff right away well it's a, i think what we've determined here is that the world of tavern master and the world of war tales are not in the same universe they are in different no, universes they're the complete opposite yeah. in terms of uh <laughs> hardcoredness I yeah guess this wants say. you this wants you to suffer a little bit the other one is chill core man they just want you to have you know, a nice, chill, yeah. fun time. Oh, but War Tales might be my game of the year. It's not even finished yet. It's so good. I really like this game. This it's it's pretty neat. I'm glad you talked year. me into it because I'm really liking it as well. Uh, quick mention, a Shipbreaker got an update. They added a new um, Atlas uh, uh, ship, class ship, which this is not going to matter to anybody unless you played Shipbreaker where you tear ships apart and salvage them for money. Um they added this Atlas class, which is just a, an amazing new ship design. It is so cool, and one of my favorite things about it is the the engines on these on these ships. You have to take them apart in a totally different way than any of the other ships they've introduced into the game. And when you finally figure out how to do it right, it's insane. It's basically a long tube. Each each nacelle is this long tube, and on the outside is the engine part, and on the inside is all the piping and, and fuel. And so what you have to do is like a two-step thing. You got to burn these these points that connect fuel to the engine, quickly pull the engine out while shit's on fire in that tube because you've because you've caused it. Then you got to fly through that tube, float through there in your suit, try not to get burned. I've done it plenty of times where I have and haven't, so there's a good chance you won't if you're just flying good. You got to get past these like shooting flames coming out of these pipes. There's an alarm going off. You're breathing heavy in your suit. If you get to the end just in time, you hit the power or you hit the shutdown on the fuel, it shuts the fuel off, and the whole tube just goes, oh, it's so cool. It goes, and kind of floats apart like this, like in two big giant halves. And now you've got these huge barge-sized half tubes that you got to wrangle with your, with your uh, tethers and aim them into the thing and suck them into the reclaimer and make much ship money from it. It's amazing. It's a great new update. I freaking love it. But that's that game that's time. all I have to say about Shipbreaker. It sounds it's- like you're such a ship nerd for like a real like world, though. <laughs> like that's what I love about it is... Like you, them you talk about ships the way that like, I don't know, like the only example I have, you don't know, cause you didn't watch Evangelion, but the, like the nerdy kid in Evangelion, that's like, that's an Evangelion right there. Like yeah. it, Scott's just like the design of the ship. It's like they put the engines in the, and he just knows all the, like you'd make the blueprint diagram book for Star Trek in this yeah. world. Yeah, you could. And, it, 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 it inspires that in you. If you've had enough time with it, you start to, you know, you you'll somebody will ask a question on Reddit, and I'm like, oh well, let me tell you. Um, here's what you need to do: <laughs> you need to uh, decompress the front uh, the front section of the ship. Do that though before you disconnect the power, because you won't be able to get into the rear. You know, like there's all this like uh-huh. game knowledge that just comes from playing it, and you do start to feel like you're some kind of ex- expert in this fake world. 
And yeah, and it's it, like you could be a plumber and understand how, how to properly dismantle and assemble plumbing. Yeah. Or you could be a ship dismantler and you're like, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do not take the plating off before powering down <laughs> the, the warp nacelles. Yeah, and no. It's, before you power down the warp nacelles, make sure you get over here and turn these switches off. Make sure any, uh, you know, the exhaust isn't uh, running into the room. Yeah. Right. Only, he's like a level of crotchety away from just being like, now these people that design the Atlas, <laughs> let me tell you, they don't care about you. They make you da- go down a damn tube of fire to turn off the engine. Why'd they put that there? That's right. They should have put it on the inside. They don't care about us. Well, what's That's cool. Why we do the job. What's That's cool why about suit up and do it. You're not wrong. If there is, the game feels a lot. Well, it's totally aimed that way too, because like the music's like this, like, like honky tonk country kind of going on in your head and the radio, the guy that you're working for is always now cutter. You make sure you don't take that thing over there and like there's a lot of that going on, but it's also space. It's just that all the, all the dregs of society are, are have to work there because there's no other jobs on earth. And it's all very kind of dark, really, if you, if you think about it, but um, I also like their naming conventions for this stuff. So the patch for the, for the Atlas ship is, uh, Atlas tugged because <laughs> because oh. the idea is that you got to tug <laughs> this funny ship. for a lot of reasons. Yeah, there's all kinds of funny yeah. reasons. But yeah. anyway, my only complaint about the game is I just wish they would hit 1.0 sooner than later so that we can just have a finished game. But it's feeling better than ever. I still it's still the game that's not finished that I love the most. I just I just love Shipbreaker. Could play it all day. Played a bunch today. Right. In fact, took a, took apart two atlases. They do take a little time. That particular ship is kind of complicated, and, and I'm new to it, but. Uh, it's not so bad. And when you clear one and get all the levels and don't have any waste, oh man, there is no better. So I went to the site to make sure Steam page to make sure I had it wish listed. Yeah, and I just love that it says here major update, new double decker ships. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it sounds so unexcited. I'm like, great, a double decker ship. But like the ship heads, I'm sure it's like, oh sweet, yeah. you know, like yeah, I still want to play it. I'm still interested. It's but a it's really just funny cool game. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like it, it is kind of home world design like the ships themselves feel very homeworld which i love about it well i heard this might be in the homeworld universe yeah there was some talk i don't know if the devs ever confirmed it but i don't know they it's oh, yeah, spiritual trees on the way too huh like spiritual uh connection to the game or something i don't know but but i'm it, it just it rings all my bells and i can't wait to play more of it uh all right john three in 2022 yeah no kidding how's halo infinite campaign for you and and get ready everyone john's got a statement that may ruffle a few feathers i didn't think it was going to be that controversial and then i posted it on twitter and apparently it was controversial yeah. uh, a lot of people agreeing with me but also a lot of people with uh, strong opinions to the otherwise yeah but let me first but just start by saying i think halo infinite's a really good game um i'm having a lot of fun with it i think it is the stuff they've added to Halo yeah. doesn't feel superfluous. Like it feels like it should have been there all along. Like the grappling hook yeah. is so cool. Yeah, it's great. Like it, it's really rad. And like some of the stuff I've done with that has just made the kind of like, you know, it's a it's a cliche to be like emergent gameplay, but like it really has been. Like the coolest moments in Halo Infinite are the moments where you go into a fight and you're just like, I don't think I'm going to win this. And you go charging in 
and you're getting headshots and then you're out of ammo with that gun and you use the grappling hook to pull another gun into your hand and you shoot that or then you just pick up like one of those explosive canisters and you throw that or I had an enemy go to throw it at me and I shot it in his hand as he was about to throw it and it blew him up <laughs> like the stuff you're doing in the game is so freaking cool that they have made this like sandbox that is just really, really fun to play Halo in. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the best it's ever been in that, in that regard. And I, again, I want to stress, like I am still in the absolute throes as you're about to hear of just playing final fantasy. Like, Oh yeah. But I have on multiple occasions, not just because it was down for an update, uh, gone and played Halo and chosen to play Halo over it. That's how much I'm enjoying the game. So before I get to making everybody mad, yep. uh, let me just be clear that I'm really, really enjoying. The yeah, game. the mass. I cannot understand. There's no way to understate this. John would rather live in Final Fantasy than do just about anything else right now. And yet yeah. he's playing Halo. So that should be enough for everyone to, you know, temper your expectations. All right. Give me your, right. give me your thing. No, it's coming from a place of love, but yeah. I tweeted this out and I stand by it. I still think it's true. Certainly the arguments I've heard otherwise have not swayed me. Yeah. Um, it's time to retire master chief. He is a shitty character and he kind of <laughs> always has been. And I don't think we need to keep following his adventure specifically as the main protagonist of halo. Mm. So I have two other points, but let me start with that. Master Chief looks cool and he has cool one liners, but there is nothing else about Master Chief that is a defining characteristic of him. You can give one liners to literally any other character in the world and they are now equally as cool as Master Chief. He's got he's it, a blank slate in a lot of ways. I, you know, I agree. He's just, yeah, he's yeah. like he's just like Doom Guy, except not as brutal. Like he's he's nothing. Like all, all he is, is like, Hey, you know, you can't go in there. There's too many of them. And he goes, no, there isn't. <laughs> and it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, like it, it is cool. Cause you know, he's going to go in there and do it. Cause you're going to do it. And that's going to be neat. Um, but we don't need him. And I'm already seeing one of the arguments here, but John, they got rid of him in halo five where you followed other Spartans and it was the worst. First of all, that's a really like, let's not go there because Halo five, we knew Master Chief was in it. They didn't get rid of him. Yeah. Like everybody knew you played as Master Chief in it. Yeah. So, of course, everybody's just waiting for him to show up. Yeah. There are two Halo games where you don't play as Master Chief. Halo Reach and Halo ODST. Yep. Those are the only two that he is not the main protagonist in some capacity in. Oh, yeah. And it's considered two of the best. So yeah, ODST um, being a, uh, a a basically a full paid expansion to three. It's literally called Halo 3 ODST. And then Reach standalone game with without without Chief in it at all. Like there's no... Yeah. He's nowhere near it. Right. Um. So and and I will acknowledge because I, I, we're going to just hear otherwise Halo. The three most popular Halo games seem to be Halo 3, Halo Reach and Halo ODST. Yeah, those are the three that most people go. Those are my favorite Halo games. Those are the best. Yeah. But Master Chief is the main character in only one of those games. Yeah. And even if like, OK, Halo 3 is number one. It isn't number one because it has Master Chief in it. Nobody's like, 
well, I really liked ODST and I really liked Reach, but the only thing it was missing was the witty banter of Master Chief, and then it really would have won one out yeah it just doesn't need to be and if you said on one hand john here's what your choice is you can play as the green spartan man that's been in a bunch of games and is going to have a bunch of needless lore and baggage coming with him because it's the same guy or you can play a different spartan and when you unlock customizable armor you actually get to equip it instead of go into multiplayer mode to see the cool thing you equip because (laughs) master chief's boring as shit and doesn't get to change his armor ever like i would take a customizable character a hundred times over that like we don't need master chief there is nothing about him that you need except that he brings a history of lore that is not very good or interesting to confuse an otherwise good game. Mm. So I think, look, let's give him a good send off. Let's put him. I don't know how infinite ends. Maybe he dies, but let's give him a proper ending. And let's, let's tell the ultimate master chief story and then have him retire to be like a trainer or make him a, a VI for all the future Spartans to talk to in their head. And he can tell them what witty, stupid thing to say before he'll just be in your head and you'll be like, what do I say, chief? And he's like, what What would they tell you? They said that we got to get away from the bomb before it blows up. Say, I don't. <laughs> and you go, OK, good. We'll do that. We just don't need him. All so, right. Can I give you the counter to that before you move to the yeah, next point? All right. Yeah. The counter to that is I actually agree with you. I don't I, I don't have much to disagree with, with here, except he has icon status. And that's really hard to argue with people about because icon status means you're the Mario of your world. You've got massive baggage associated with you and your green Spartanship, and it's really hard to shake it. So even against, I think, players' own interests, they sometimes think what they want is Halo Chief or uh, Master Chief in every Halo game moving Halo forward? Chief would be a Halo name. Chief. <laughs> I wish his name was Halo Chief. <laughs> but he's so bad. You just stumbled upon my favorite name for him. But people want. They think they want that. But what they really want, they may not know it. Is what they want is what Reach or ODST does. Because at the time those games came come out, I was old enough and young enough to remember the reaction. The reaction was very mixed and in some cases very negative. How can you take Master Chief out of a Halo game? That was like a common refrain. In retrospect, everybody loves those games, loves them more than any of them, my, me included. ODST and Reach are my favorite too. I love those yeah. games. Um, I think Infinite is as close as they've come to for me liking something as much as those. Um, but at the time it's that it's all fresh and new and your announcements made and your big next generation game is coming and it's your it's going to be your you know your flagship I don't just mean from a business standpoint, but that has a lot to do with it. It's suicide to do anything else. If they would right. have said it's what they it's what companies think they need to do, which is always the argument. And there's like City and will always pop up in the chat and go, they won't do it because I make money. Like <laughs> once again, yes, I understand why the decision's being made. That doesn't make it the right decision. Like, and we can all go, like, yeah, they're gonna make a bunch of but it's not the interesting choice. It's not the fun choice. It's not the isn't, isn't cool Master choice. Chief the, the the most Doom guy of all of them because he's because yeah. he is so vanilla. Yeah, like I, I would argue. I found that's I true. kind of appreciated about them. I haven't played all the Halo games you're talking about, so I can't compare. I could be completely off base. Uh, I haven't played since three, and I 
dropped three, so I'm not a huge fan, but I did I do like his, you know, the fact that I don't know what he looks like. He's an everyman, you know, and he's just justice itself, right? The guy's like, well, let's go save ourselves. And he's like, we have to do something. Like he's yeah. just no like he's not gonna let you off the hook on your responsibilities at all. Like, no, he's like no, the world's most intense teacher. He's just like <laughs> Uh, listen, you're going to do your homework. I don't care if you've got uh, the flu and uh, your foot fell off. You still have to complete your homework. We're getting the homework done. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. So I think that's I, that's. I feel like he's doom guy for also the icon status, but he's a bit doom guy. Which would, but I'm not a Halo fan, so I, I would I think, rather see Halo fans happy than me happy in this case. So yeah. I, I think this is the problem because you see it in. At, I saw it plenty online in the reaction and I'm already seeing it in chat and it's such a stupid argument to me where it's like, Oh, so you want to take halo out of halo? No, I want to do what they did for well, two Halo games that. already. You're not saying that. I don't, um, and was successful at like, they've done it before. Like, that's the thing. I'm not treading new ground going, Hey guys, what if they didn't put Master Chief in a Halo game? They've done it. They've done it twice, and it was good both times. Like yeah. it's not a crazy proposal that's absolutely unheard of. Yeah. Like it's literally been done, and it's been done successfully. So I don't think it's earth shattering. And for the record, I actually think Master Chief is all right. Like he is, like he is kind of boring. But you know, there is a place for the generic action. <laughs> I'm going to go give the covenant back their bomb like character. Like here's the problem is we're now like six games in. And so when you say we need to put master chief in the game, it's not just put master chief in the game. Part of it is one. He has to look the way he does. Like they like heaven forbid. He's a color other than green. (laughs) But another part of it is that, like now we have to okay well how did we end the I last mean, game the i don't Eternal. know cortana's evil he's in space i, <laughs> I guess we got to answer this bullshit do you really want to answer it no just come up with something real basic so we can just get out of this hole that we dug ourselves in because we got to put master chief in this stupid freaking video game like if oh it could God. just be master chief appears wherever he's needed like I'm all in on Master Chief. Then the problem is it comes with a bunch of lore that's incredibly uninteresting just to bring him to the stage. <laughs> oh man, yeah. you are going to get it's, some emails. It's it's, it's true because Doom Eternal did upgrade the look for the Doom guy in, in ways that worked, and also had skins you could unlock. For, yeah, that you see in the cinematic. So yeah. I agree that Master Chief is bo- boring ass in that regard. Uh, and it sure. would be cool. Here's what I wish they would do. If they were going to do a Master Chief based game, here's what I wish they would do. Put him on another Halo because I do think you got to have the Halo. It's sort of like Diablo. We got to keep coming up with stupid reasons for the devil to show up. Sorry, same problem with Halo. You name the stupid game Halo, he's better go to a Halo at some point, I guess. Yeah, Halo worlds have to be involved. <laughs> put yeah. him, put what him about, on a what Halo. About, what other world shape could they go that aren't planets? Like, could they go to a Squaro? A Squaro? Squaro Infinite? Blossom. <laughs> Cubo. Don't be a Cubo. Cubo Infinite. Cubo and the two strings. Uh, what about... <laughs> what about... Um, uh, what's another one? Uh, a Decahedron. Oh. <laughs> decahedrono there you go um but put him down there break his armor up 
get and do like a Iron Man three minus the bad ending. Like have him have to piece himself back together and like not just be the guy in the suit that shows up, but actually build a character around him and a story around him. And I'd be all for that. But instead, he's just the same guy that he's always been. I, I I hate to say this, but I I, I do think that that you as much as I I agree that the creativity. The creative ideas should always outweigh the financial ones. When you're dealing with something this massive, you're talking about quite literally a billion dollars on the line for this game's fran- for this franchise and the future yeah. of it. So for them to make those kinds of decisions, they absolutely have they'll build as as good of ideas around it as they can, but they have to do the thing that ensures the best possible return on development on years of this and that, on marketing, on all of it. It all has to be accounted for, or there is no Halo. There are no future games because I, somebody, you know, somebody made a really cool creative idea, but then no one bought it. Well, no one's making Halo anymore. So, I think you're right. I agree with you. But here's the thing. If you say, John, why do you think Halo Infinite is just good and not great? This is why. Because I don't care about the story. Because I don't care about the stupid adventures of Master Chief and his boring AI friend. Like it's not, it's not compelling or interesting to me. So while I agree with you, Scott, it, they made the choice that they probably had to, um, and, and would make, you know, 10 out of 10 times. I don't think ultimately like as a, as a player, I sit there and go, well, you made the boring choice. I don't, I don't, I don't think this is as interesting. Um, but that's only point one in my three point plan to fix halo. So (laughs) Okay. Point one: Get rid of get rid of Master Chief. Find okay. something else to do with him because he's he's yeah. not. Bring he's on not Disaster great. Chief! Disaster yeah. Chief! Oh, that's it. He, he keeps shooting bombs in the wrong direction and blowing things up, but somehow ends up on top. Anyways, oh shit! You, you thought Master Chief was scary? Disaster Chief! Yeah, disaster! Be. Just use Doom Guy. Just bring him right in. Just make that happen. <laughs> yeah, just actually, yes. Yeah, why not? Uh, Crossover. How about Halo, Master Chief, and Doom Guy in the game together? Co-option. Now that would be a very quiet two protagonists that just <laughs> are constantly one-upping each other. Right. Master Chief would be like, "Let's go that way," and Doom Guy just go grunt. He's like, Ugh. <laughs> "That would be the dialogue." Yeah. Uh, wow. Number two in the writers' room when you're coming up with your Halo story, the second you write the line, "The brutes do." dot 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 yeah stop and do something else <laughs> i don't well, give yes, a shit enemy about the brutes i haven't cared about the brutes since they got in- introduced to the game i thought they were bad enemies then i felt like they just existed because they're like well the elites were really cool and so we kind of made them good guys so we can't really use elites anymore so here are the brutes <laughs> and they have never been interesting or good or compelling i hate the brutes I hate their stories. They it all of it just falls into generic like fantasy orc tropes and it's it's not ever good and it feels like well surely they know that the brute stuff was awful. And then the next game, what's this game going to be about? The brutes. Okay, well fine. Can we just end the brute story? Mm. No, cuz now the sequel <laughs> the brutes are going to do this. I hate it. The elites are way, way interested, more interesting. They're way cooler. I don't care about the brutes. The brutes, the brutes work me, dude. They kick my ass is the biggest problem I have with the brutes. Like I, I get, I, I understand what you're saying about, Hey, no more brutes. 
you have more interesting villains or not villains, but you know, enemies to fight, maybe slow down on the brutes. I get that. But when I do fight them, they're kicking my A. Like they're <laughs> hard. And well, so so do elites because yeah. they stealth and they got shields. That's true. But I I'd rather fight the stupid little like the little grunts like running around going, eh, at least they're funny. Yeah, they are. The brutes funny. are just like, what do you contribute to the story? <laughs> and there's a lot of us and that's it. That's all we bring. Yeah. And all we, the, what's funny, ironically, all the main characters that are brutes are, are of that uh, race. And, and what are they called? The, uh, the, the, the leftovers or something. What are they called? They have a name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have a name. Whatever. I don't is. know because I don't care. Because you don't again, care. Right. I, they were like, I was like, what's this story going to be? And they were like the brutes. And I went, okay, uh, I'm going to put on a podcast and turn down your story and just uh, do the part of the game. That's fun. Yeah. Well, in this case, they're all like all the major characters on the brute side that are portrayed in the game are voiced by people who do, who literally do orcs in uh, world of Warcraft and in 40 War, uh, Warhammer 40 K games. Like you're not wrong. Like they're kind of ringing that bell a lot here. I, I guess I don't. I don't disagree with point number two. I'll put it that way. It's a fair point. Uh, point number three. Like, let's stop doing stories about Cortana. I for <laughs> for the yeah. record, I think Cortana is great. I actually think that in the realm of Halo, she's a bright ray of personality in an otherwise fairly bland universe. But we don't need stories about her. Mm. Well, I mean, we she is the story, though. She the is, main focus. She I is just, the she, she is the story. See, this is what you're saying, though. They painted themselves into a lore corner here because they made yeah. her a rogue AI lore that corner. now needs to be taken care of, or else it's going to kill everybody. And you're that kind of proves your original point, which is you you put yourself into a place that now you got to talk your you got to walk your way out of, and they and this game has to do that. I get that. Yeah, but they had to address it. I mean. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They have to, which is why I want them to just wrap it up. Like, I don't know how infinite ends, but I hope it just wraps it all up and find some way. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's time travel as much as I would hate just like time travel. Go back to a time where it's just like before the brute showed up and uh, took over the story and just like, well, we're back in time. There's a million halo rings and uh, the the covenants here and it's covenant versus humans. And uh, that's all it is. Like I've never felt more inclined to just be like, I don't care what you do to throw out all this lore that you've built, but throw it away fast because I, (laughs) I think your guns are cool. I think your aliens are cool. I think your world is cool. I think your music's cool. I like a hundred percent of what you're doing here, except the story you're telling me. And it couldn't matter less to me. Like, Mm -hmm. It, it's it, their story literally is just an interruption in the action that I'm really enjoying. So you're stoked then about the Halo TV series that's coming. You're you couldn't be more jazzed about. I them. mean, I might be. Yeah. It might be good. Yeah. I, is did the we writers over sit this. down like, and go? This is a part two so of, the a, of a series now. Hang on. Yeah. I you've had a lot of chance to speak. I just want to say this is part two of a conversation because we had a conversation like this about Mass Effect TV show. Yep. And Shepard. And this this is this is kind of we're kind of in the same subject. <laughs> 
subject. And I just wanted to say here, John, I'm sorry about all the gnashes. And now that I know how you feel about time travel, I'm like, <laughs> we, <laughs> there's, a, there's an element of that in, in our D&D campaign. So. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Well, no, and, you're saying you'd take the Nash story over what they gave you in Halo Infinite. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I'm saying if it's a road to just like oh my God, Nash Infinite, I'd play that. I'm yeah. like, I'm a hundred percent about it. And so, but one of the chatters, I don't, everybody can see. It. I don't know why I'm keeping a secret. Says, so you want a different game? No, like what part story. of me saying how much I like the game and how much I like Halo and how much I wish it was more like older Halo games, narratively speaking, sounds like I don't want Halo. Yeah. This, is the, this is the weirdest argument that I've gotten back from people that are upset about what I say is when they're like, do you want to take everything that's Halo out of Halo? <laughs> no, I don't. I want to take certain pieces that have built up over the years of Halo and say, you know what? Maybe we were better off without these elements, or maybe it's time to move on from some of these elements. And uh, continue the story because I think the game is good. And the other one that has been my favorite comment that I've gotten a lot is I'm an OG Halo fan. And let me tell you why you're wrong. Guys, you don't know my backstory. I've owned almost every Xbox that was the deluxe Halo edition of an Xbox. Yeah that existed i've loved halo for a long time so just because you don't agree with my opinions doesn't mean i'm not a halo fan yeah that's a really weird hill to stand on he doesn't like master chief he doesn't like halo i love it <laughs> oh, i love it a lot man, i just think a lot of feedback about evolve. this yeah i did oh, yeah. It got, yeah i got a lot scott was like number one with a very reasonable like ad yeah, companies will never do it which you know is true yeah oh scott's but, right i mean yeah, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, this is this is what I want, because the entire time I'm playing Infinite, I'm having a really great time and I'm just sitting there thinking, one, it would be awesome if I could customize my Spartan, but I'm stuck as stupid Master Chief. So all I can do is go into multiplayer and customize him there, yeah. which for some reason I'm unlocking as Master Chief. Oh, really? And I didn't know that. Oh, I see. You're unlocking yeah. in the single player game, but in the multiplayer game, you're you're you can be a lady. You can be you know. You can be whatever. Yeah. But yeah. like, it just feels weird to me that I'm on my Master Chief adventure, and I open up a, a like an armor container, and it goes, "Hey, you got a sweet new paint job for multiplayer." <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, I don't disagree what are you with that. Talking, what are you talking about? I don't think there should be any hard or fast laws on Master Chief not being able to suit up in other stuff while he's out there and looking cool. There's, you know, like, there's nothing forbid, wrong with that. He's not green. Yeah, like it, to, let's use the the best analog for that is probably like Metroid. You know, when right. Samus Samus starts out in those games, she's usually fully stacked, and then she gets her butt kicked and she loses all her powers. And so then she got to go find everything again. But at the end of the day, she's starting in her little Samus suit and working her way up to full armored, uh, full armored Samus mode. And that's fun to do. Like it's fun to see her evolve and change and look different and all of that. I think that would be good. I agree. I can't. And argue I, that. I thought giving master chief like a tech tree to kind of evolve, like, cause you get those abilities where it's like, now, when I shoot my grapple hook, it has a and like electric energy running through it, so it paralyzes enemies when I hit them. That stuff's super cool. I'm just saying, don't half-ass it. Go to the next conceivable thing and have it reflected on the character. I mean, they sort of do. You see the energy on the whip, but like, 
why can't his armor change? You know, you put a grappling hook on his no, arm. They can't. Doom Eternal like, does it. You can get like, skins for single player. Yeah, <laughs> change the way he looks. Yeah, we it's know possible. it's possible. They just didn't do it. They just didn't because yeah. they. I I'm not sure about this, but I think the development was a bit troubled on this one too. Although it sounds like product, it, they pushed yeah. out a good product in the long run. Some of this could probably be explained by those rumors of yeah, like know, the no call app at launch and all that. Who knows? I mean, yeah, they delayed it a year and. I'd love to know the story behind it all. And it's been pretty much a triumph for them overall. But, but I think these are fair. These are fair points. Like, you know, like maybe they could Kratos him. Someone in the chat mentioned it. And I think I kind of agree with this. Kratos is pretty two dimensional in the old God of War games, but in a lot of ways, he's a Sony mascot. You know, he's an icon of his own right. And, uh, the new God of War really fleshed him out. (laughs) Like in a way that that was that was true to the character and true to the to the legacy of the games, but really made him interesting and new and fresh and I don't know more depth and all that. They could have done more of that here, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mortal Kombat has iconic characters. You can get skins for them. It doesn't ruin the iconic version of them that you might see. Yeah, you know, I the trailer. Just, and I also the don't know version, but the game doesn't have to have it. You know, right? I don't know why we get so serious about it. Like, why can't there be a skin where I'm literally like Xbox One Master Chief running around? In <laughs> well, I think the point. Well, yeah, you can you can get the, the original Doom guy. Like they have all in the Doom one, they can get all kinds of stuff. They could do it. They could do it. But I think it's not the look. It's less the look. It's more narratively. You're not interested in Master Chief. You want a different. You, you want you want a different character. Yeah. He's not so interesting that I don't think we could have fun with him. Like, I didn't go, oh, Resident Evil 2 remake can't be serious because I can make Leon look like five pixels running around going right. with, like, PlayStation hands. <laughs> like, I think it's, you know, you've got a character that has a history across multiple systems and generations. I think, like, you can either, you know, do what I say and retire him or you can lean into that history and just be willing to have fun with it. Like it's a video game for God's sakes. Let him change his armor, make him a pixelated nightmare if you want. Like I hope Microsoft is listening. Why why not? Or three like, four three. Yeah, three, three, it four, doesn't three, have to be taken that seriously, shockingly enough. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I would say that goes to Halo fans as well. People can pose the question of do we need Master Chief without it having to mean you hate Halo. Why do you hate Halo so much? Yeah, what's wrong with Halo? All right, I'll tell you what. Uh, no matter what they do, the Infinite story is infinitely better than the Destiny 1 story, and I'll stand by that till my grave. So take no, that. That's 100% true. I'm not even paying attention to the Infinite yeah. story, and it's better than the Destiny yeah, 1 Destiny story. Yeah, Destiny 1 story. 2's come a long way, but 2 started rough as well. But uh, I didn't like 2 either. For whatever yeah. reason, you know, Bungie... Bungie, everyone's like, oh, Halo, Bungie. Bungie's storytelling was shit in the last while. Uh, so 343, you did fine. I think maybe they were a little careful. But again, this is a mega, not risk, but it's a big deal. And uh, there's so many moving parts to a project like this. It's yeah. about as mascotty as Xbox gets. It's yeah. the most recognized Xbox. Probably. It's their guy. It's 100% it's, their it's dude. It's Mario. They can't make the game without Mario. Yeah. And, and, and it's a very cool game. Again, just to roll it back on that, I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, with it's it, a blast. Even though I like, <laughs> oh, I yeah, think, and I'm having fun. <laughs> I think, I think the, um, I think the open world stuff is honestly a perfect fit for Halo, because to me, Halo has always been better when it's like, here's a scenario, just go have fun with it, and an open world game is perfect for 
here's a scenario, just go do it rather than a static level that you move through. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. And I think the checkpointing is really good. With oh, it too. way like better told, than it used to be. Yes, I agree. Uh, there's a moment early on in the game where Master Chief does one of his classic Master Chief one-liners and the guy's like, you're going in there with only eight bullets or whatever it is, four bullets, you're going to take over the whole ship? And he's just like, yes. Yeah. And I'm Master Chief, yes. I was really sad that we didn't get to play that, but then it happened later in the game where I went to uh, free a bunch of soldiers and I realized I only had eight bullets. Like between both guns. And I was like, can I, can I do this? And I went in and I looked like a damn badass. I felt like John wick. I went in and I shot one guy and then grabbed a canister and threw it at another guy. The melee guy took his gun, started using that. And I cleared the whole camp starting with only eight bullets and it felt super cool. And that's what the game's absolutely the best at. Oh, it's and that's so good at that I'm stuff. Loving. Yeah, so good at that stuff. The rock, paper, scissors of the combat is amazing. Like, no one's complaining about that. But I think you made some points about that story that are that are interesting. But it says on your list here, you played a bit of Halo multiplayer. How'd that oh, go? I played multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, so I enjoyed it. Multiplayer is pretty good. It's good, right? It's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. Uh, it's competent. Servers work. Lots of people playing. I got teabagged by two guys at the same time. Wait, they teabagged you? I thought they took the teabagging out. How'd yeah, I it? totally got teabagged. I thought you said it wasn't in the game. That's I what I read. I, I, read I read a whole thing that said, yeah, we took it out. We didn't want it to be. Whatever. I got teabagged. It's, I have proof. It's somewhere on my stream. I should go Damn. clip it so I can show you. But okay. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I mean, I remember saying, oh, my God, I'm getting teabagged and laughing. Maybe like, they found a way around it, which was kind of my point in that discussion is that no matter what rules you put in place people still figure out a way to yeah around. exactly yeah. might as well just yeah um, might as well just let you know, know anyways it was fine i mean i so what's interesting about multiplayer is i played with the controller and i was sucking mm-hmm. so i plugged in a mouse and keyboard to the xbox halo multiplayer and xbox fully supports <laughs> mouse and keyboard yeah, it does. i went from getting going like seven kills 10 deaths to 15 2 i was like like i was just mowing people down i was like it was like night and day. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, and then I got tired and started to do worse. But I had some really solid games early on. Like That's great. Two to three deaths and you know kills in the double digits, high KDA all the time. You should um, you should get into the you should do ranked. There's ranked in there, you know. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Like again, Halo is not my favorite game. Like uh, War Tales is. I'm here in the call of War Tales, and I've been playing Mortal Kombat as well, which we might chat about a bit. But um, yeah. Yeah, no, multiplayer is great. I, I think uh, I think it's multiplayer is solid. Yeah. I, I do too. It's, it's real good. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna keep at it. Uh, I need tell to us use my skins that Master Chief unlocked for me. There you go. Uh, yeah, but other than that, yeah, yeah. Well, tell us about a game that has plenty of skins. How's MK11 treating you there? Did you- oh, Mortal Kombat 11. So yeah, um, it's fun. I played through the campaign, and I was. It's so stupid, but it's so amazing. Like it's just so over the top and ridiculous, and so I kind of like it. You know, Raiden's a goofball, but he's a cool goofball, and Johnny Cage is hilarious, and the whole story is great, but what I really enjoyed is that there's a DLC campaign that gets added uh, with Shang Tsung, and that's modeled after the, um, forget the actor's name, but you know, the, the original actor in Mortal Kombat and the guy from Man in the Castle. Oh, uh, um, uh, we talk about him all the time. He's great, and it's, yeah. so, so it's him as Shang Tsung, and... Carrie, they're, they're totally, Carrie Tagawa, uh, that guy. I love yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't still remember his name. Yeah. Um, but he, he, uh, that that little bit because it's like he's clearly going to betray everybody, you know, because the way the story goes, Shang Tsung comes back and he's clearly going to betray everybody. And he's like, maybe I will, maybe I won't. 
right arm yeah. across the line. And he just does it for so long. It's so great. And then when he does come back and you get to play as him, you're like, yes, we betrayed everybody. Yeah. He's, um, a, he's a sp- uh, spit image of the real dude. They really went nuts on it that. It looks look-alike. really much uh, a lot like him. Yeah. It's really well done. And like overall, that mortal the overall Mortal Kombat package yeah. is really fun. So I've gone beyond the campaign and I've been playing a lot of Towers of Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've got about maybe a hundred matches. I'm focusing in on one hero. I chose Katana just because she I like long combo strings and she had some when I tried them out in the campaign. She seemed to have long combo strings. So um, I've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like I've been just doing Towers of Time. Uh, which they have a lot of single player modes to do, like end game wise. It's actually even compared to ten, eleven's actually kind of stunning. I mean, they had towers before, but um, it's actually kind of stunning how much they have. There's consumables, there's a whole c- ecosystem. There's things called raids where I think you can take three fighters and beat one super souped up yeah. uh, boss and stuff. Like there's just all kinds of crap to keep playing Mortal Kombat in there, which is nice because. I mean, I don't play many fighters, but usually once you're done the campaign, it's just play the matches and practice until you can play with friends. So right. there actually is kind of a um, you know game loop to give you an excuse to play. So it's kind of been it's replaced Wild Rift as my before bed game. And mm. for people listening, people have reached out and said, "Are you still playing Wild Rift?" I mean, yes, I still like it, and I want to log in. But like Mortal Kombat's my before bed game now that's taken over Wild Rift time. Mm. Um, it's really enjoyable. I, I'm getting pretty good with Katana. And I did all the training. The training. Oh, that's what I want to talk about. Training in that game's uh, really robust. You know how like they talk about pro players. There's in iframes and startup times and recoveries and like there's just you know fighter pro fighters probably have a lot of knowledge about the game that you don't get involved in and you won't bother to look up. Yeah. So the tutorial is extensive and actually teaches you a lot of the nuance. Like I learned about um, what frame advantages, for example. So by using faster attacks. Um, you can get frame advantage uh, by continuing to use fast attacks and and in relation to how long the recovery animation takes on the enemy. And then all, all the moves, these times are actually listed in the game. And I'm like, how is someone supposed to remember all that? But now that I've played a lot of games as Katana, I'm like, oh, I'm starting to know what the fast moves are, what the slow moves are. And even like how to like um, do get up rolls and spend my bar and stuff like like it's actually fairly uh, dense in terms of strategy. Oh yeah, and um, but you end up button mashing these games because you know it's like when you first play them, your brain doesn't work that fast. But now that I play more, it's starting to like I'm starting to get it better. It's it's really fun. It's a really good game. Um, yeah, it's a big package really too. Blessed. Like you said, like it's a really yeah. Like it, there's just so many thing. hours of stuff, and it's it's just it's it hooked me. Like I'm kind of like. I thought I'd just be in for the campaign, play a few games, but I'm like, I'm kind of hooked and wanting to get better at playing Mortal F- a fighter game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's thanks to the way they've presented and worked on this game that's really done it, I think. So. It's uh, but watch for it. 2022 uh, Tyler, Evo. Tyler Lansdowne, if he's listening, uh, good job on your game. Sorry it took me like yeah, a couple good job, years Tyler. to play it. But, <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, look, 2022 Evo champion, Bo Schwartz. You heard him here first, everyone. No, there's no way. There's yeah. no way. Too, we're all getting but too old. We only play Katana. Those people that are good are like insanely good. Like they're, they're yeah. I mean, I'd, I'm still too intimidated. I can't even, there's stuff I still can't do than train. Like there's this, it, training's pretty easy, and, but then they ask you to do these crazy combos. Let, let me give you an example of what it asks you to do, how complex it, it gets. You know how you have like a three hit combo? Yeah. Well, you can cancel the combo by doing a special move. Kind of like in Heroes, 
where you can attack animation cancel by attacking uncertain heroes using the ability then attacking right after increasing your attack speed oh, right. so it has that in this yeah. you do a combo you do a cancel then you launch into another combo amplify teleport on raid and then do another combo into cancel amplify and i'm like ah my brain is like there's smoke coming out of my ears uh, mm. on how just how much you can actually chain together mm. so um no, I think Mortal Kombat 11 is a super great game. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they follow up with. You know, what what does 12 look like? I don't even know. Yeah. It's also bloody as hell, which I appreciate. Oh yeah, the kid, the, yeah. the 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 freaking fatalities in this game. Yeah, like Magical. there's one where Garrus punches a guy in the back of the head, and then it's so hard his face flies off and the brain comes out. <laughs> it's, it's so unnet. Like this is like the be- in terms of gore, it's got to be the goriest one. It is so. Yeah, it is so like just ridiculously over the top. Yeah, I uh, thought ten was gross. Eleven is gross. It's real gross. Eleven's in the best way possible. Like I don't mean this is negative. It's yeah, but it it is like I find myself repulsed. Like you'll cut someone in half, and you'll it's like they went to town understanding human anatomy because you'll see what's inside their body when they get cut in half like as if you were actually looking at something cut in half it's yeah, yeah. there's some great environmental stuff i just watched the senior just a second ago in fact you know what chat i'm gonna go back so you can see it this is really something he takes uh shang evil shang sung or evil uh chung lee or what's his name I forget his name <laughs> Liu kang Liu kang grabs her by the head look at that right to that spike oh man like that you'll catch up in a sec john if you're streaming yeah yeah freaking brutal oh dude. yeah like the the fatalities are over the top, but that's ignoring the fact that your character gets killed like eighteen times over the course of the actual game, yeah, as they're just yeah. like point blank shooting each other <laughs> yeah. and sticking their heads on spikes. Like it's it's ridiculous. Like Aaron Black, the cowboy guy, he throws coins in the air, shoots you a bunch, then turns around and shoots behind him, and both bullets hit both coins and then land into your eyeballs. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Eyeballs and then you just keep and blood, fighting, and yeah. you just keep fighting. Yeah. Did they come that up with the, the, the dumbest <laughs> they're the dumbest over the top ideas and I love them. I hope they never stop because that's exactly I mean, what that it, game should be. But Mortal Kombat 11 is like it's fantastic. It's a cool so. game. Um, all right. Hey guys, Christmas Miracle. You remember Jamie uh, TMS mashups? He does a lot of stuff for TMS. Uh, he started listening to Core and was like oh man, you guys say a lot of dumb stuff. I can make cool mashups out of the dumb stuff you guys say. And we had a few of those for a while but then he got real busy and hasn't had a chance to do it. Well, He's back, and he has a mega mashup for us to end the year. Mega of core. Mash. I don't know. <laughs> it's this, in the radar room, Mega Mash. Yeah, that's right. This one's called Licensed Dad Joker. I don't remember anything about this, uh, and I haven't heard it, so we're all going to hear it now together. Enjoy. Oh, we're done at work? I put my wiener in your bum. That's kind of how it works. <laughs> Is that how it works? Yeah. That's how you go from A to Z. Go from work to wiener in your bum. Give me everything you got. <laughs> I use the word ejaculate in casual conversation far more than you might think. Give me an example. Give us a raw example of when John might throw that word out. (laughs) Raw example. (laughs) Uh, I feel like I've walked into a place, realized I shouldn't be here, and have nothing to offer that's going to be appropriate or acceptable. And I'd like to just Abe Simpson this and turn right back around, collect my hat, and head back out the way I came. But if you look at it really close. And they look way fat on the base and way narrow on 
on the tip. Everything's got. I a believe teeth. the text even says "gently milk." Gently yeah. milk a. Uh, yeah, it's a gentle milking. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Well, nobody wants Not a hard milking. Assertive or aggressive one. You don't want to milk too hard, is what I'm saying. <laughs> you want the milk to feed nicely to you. You don't want it to ejaculate all over. Yeah, you want it to ease for, ease from the nipple. You don't need a ejaculatory nipple. That's yeah. the life we. Sorry, live. I'm gonna get do my old man thing and be like, not nah, you know what am I gonna have to do? No, be an old man about it. Shit? You have every right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't use this toilet until you signed in to toilet.com. Do you want to log in with your Facebook to use the shitter? Uh, no. Would you like to see a history of your last 20 shits? Like, <laughs> uh, take this shit here and then... Add. Would you like a refreshing bidet? <laughs> they all go to bed and they go into like cryostasis at the end of that game. Oh, I think and they all had two... sex. They all had sex together. Sexual intercourse. <laughs> yeah, Donald, Goofy, and Sora. <laughs> well, Donald's halfway there. He doesn't wear pants. He's ready. <laughs> Ejaculated themselves into cryosleep. They're just saggy, freaking Diablo 2 looking demon lady boobs. Come to spin class. We're watching Game of Thrones. Like, oh, there might that be accidents would get me to they, go. When they see you're the herpes penis, they'll <laughs> they want to be like, whoa, there will be accidents. They're like, how did you manage accidents on a stationary bike? We showed the herpes penis. Oh, that'll get you. Yeah, that'll get you every time. Oh, flipped over the handlebars. You've got to have a bunch of wieners and boobs. Did you ever hear that really dumb joke? What are Mario's suspenders made out of? No. Tell me more. What is that about? Denim, denim, denim. <laughs> oh, shit. Shut up, dude. That's terrible. Oh. I mean, you're a licensed dad joker now. You have the card, but holy shit, that's terrible. That was a national crime. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man, that was something. Uh, thanks, Jamie. You're welcome to make those anytime. Those are pretty great. It's a terrible man, that was joke. Pretty good. I don't remember most of that. Yeah. I don't remember 99% of anything I say anywhere. So, uh, why were we talking about watching Game of Thrones at spin class? I don't know what that was. No idea. I just, and the, and what's a herpes penis? What were we saying? What was that all about? Well, I remember the herpes penis is the penis in Game of Thrones where they cut to one of the actors who's yeah. peeing and they just show his dong for like no reason other than to gross you out, but it's got herpes on it. And there he talks about it. He's like, look at my dong. Does it have per- herpes on it? And he's showing it to someone. <laughs> they didn't say, those weren't the lines though. Right? No, no not herpes. No look at my Look at my dong. Are these sores on my dong? So, like I, I thought maybe there's something like that. that oh, Game of Thrones, he's saying dong. Uh, do you like that I got into it? I actually grabbed my dong while I was doing that. Even you couldn't see because it's only from. Oh, the I'm really glad out. you told I us. I grabbed that. it to. to I, I, I don't know why I would do that. I I, sh- I could have just said it, but you're really glad I'm you sorry. brought that up. No, I'm, I'm sorry glad. I shared that. I also could have not shared that. Another Edward Stark. Pray yeah. look over here. Does my <laughs> dong have herpes on it? <laughs> I believe upon your dong there is herpes. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds legit. All right, uh, thank you for that, Jamie. We appreciate it. Now this before that's we go. That's a good question. A quick email. Yeah, that's right. Emails. We still take those. Talk to the core at gmail.com is the email address. Talk to the core at gmail.com. Uh, this email's from Greg Trent. That's a cool name. Uh, it says, hey, core host. Every week I look forward to this show. It is my weekend chore ear hole filler. And for that, I am extremely gra- grateful. Thank you for all your hard work and thoughtful commentary. Uh, probably an asterisk there about all the dumb stuff we say, too. But anyway, quick question. With the huge rise of tactical shooters, uh, Hell Let Loose Squad, Ready or Not, etc., do you all feel that the age of not realistic shooters like COD, Battlefield is nearing its end and you will all be open to trying them? 
Uh, he also says, P.S. Scott is really hot on Ready or Not. Oh, no, I wrote that. Sorry. <laughs> what? <dumbass. laughs> All right. So, sorry. Let me you, explain that. I, put, I know what you mean. It means you're excited about the game. Yeah. It I sounds wrote, like you're talking about a character in a show. You're like, that Scott is really hot and Ready, on or, ready not. or Not. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's actually kind of, I don't even like the name of the game. But there's this game. It's controversial as of the last ready couple of days. Not, but if you guys ever played the SWAT game, specifically SWAT 4, and you wanted more of that, like tactical shooter stuff. Apparently, ready or not is like your answer, and it's got people are raving about that game. Um, is this the one they're talking about? There's going to be a school shooting level. Yes. So that was the big controversial thing in the last couple of days. They they confirmed that they were working on a level for this thing, a scenario that is a uh, you you go in to stop a school shooting or to you know to, to stop oh, one well, from getting you know, worse. If it's a simulator of such things, then. Well, it's a harsh reality people have to face. It is kind of a hard call. Like if I was making the game, I think I'd be less enthusiastic about that kind of scenario, just given, you know, the parallels to reality. But then all of these are there's there's scenarios in malls and scenarios in movie theaters and scenarios in all sorts of public places and hostages and all that. So I don't know that they should or shouldn't. Um, I know it's pretty controversial. I kind of like the idea of being the good guy in a scenario where I can save lives. And that's what this game's supposed to yeah, be about. If this is like Skyrim so, where you can be the bad guy. And I don't want to have a school shooting. Cause then, you know, yeah, people, then, then, you're, you know, then you're like, Oh, let me join the school shooter. And it's like, okay. But if yeah. you're, if, if it's, you're the good guy, no matter what you are like, then like, there's no, like, uh, be a, you know, take pride. Like, I, I just don't know what kind of game it is, but if it's literally just a tactical res- uh, resolve, uh, you're a policeman and you got to do police work. Yeah. Your special work. forces in a police um, unit and your job is to do SWAT If it's stuff. handled tastefully, then, it, you know, I mean, it's a real issue. And if it's handled tastefully, I wouldn't shy away from it. But of course, this is actually good for the game because you know what? It's going to, it's free advertising for it. It like, is. I hate the name of the even game. Even if though. they take it out later, if they, if their goal is to like make money with it and get attention, it would yeah. be hard to say like, yeah, let's do it and get our hands slapped. And you know, we're not going to do anything distasteful. <clears throat> well, their publisher um, left is one problem. So team 17 was going to publish the game and they've had like a, uh, they, they call it an amicable parting of ways. Uh, so the devs, mm. the devs are like, yeah, they didn't want to have this scenario in there, but we're also, you know, we're all, we're wishing each other. Well, it just wasn't what they wanted to do. I can't really judge it until I know what the heck they're doing. Um, I know that SWAT- I only heard about this game because of the controversy. That's how I read the article. Oh yeah, yeah. You're always going to get. I mean, no PR is bad PR or whatever. But the the I played SWAT Four till my eyes bled. That game was amazing. One of the greatest tactical games ever made. I don't think anything's come close since. And mm. this is right there, according to everything I've read. So if that's the case, I have a lot of interest in the game, and I definitely will be playing this game. I need to see how they handle that, though. If they're doing it just for the shock and awe of it, then I have zero interest in that. But if it's uh, like, well, we're taking real-life scenarios, and this is one of them, and we've thought a lot about it, and we worked hard on it, and this is what we're going to do, that's a different context. And I can probably, at least, at the very least, not judge until I see what they're going to do. So Right. Like most things in life, it's not as binary or complicated. It's more complicated than we, we would like to put on face value. You know, on one hand... Uh, I wish people got as fired up about the idea of school shootings in video games about actual school school shootings instead of just virtual ones. That would be nice on a surface point. Yeah. Uh, But number two, I can also see why, you know, a game that's potentially going to be played by people who attend schools, turning the place they go um, and should feel safe into literally a scenario and a battleground 
is maybe not something that sits well with people. Um, and yeah. I say that as somebody who literally had to keep uh, their uh, stepson home because somebody had done a gun violence threat mm. um, not not too long ago. Sure. Um, as part of a TikTok trend. Thank you, TikTok. Yeah, um, real fun. Saw that. For, uh, you know, had to, had to do that. So I certainly understand why this is a sensitive subject and needs to be done the right way, if done at all. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's got to be judged on its own merits. I don't think there's a concrete, you absolutely shouldn't, you absolutely should. Um, but I do know that I wish people reacted generally this way about actual school shootings uh, instead of just worrying about virtual ones. Yeah, yeah. And if, yeah. Art's, if art will continue to reflect life, uh, you know, it's kind of on us to make life less disgusting to reflect certain things. Um, but I do really want to play a ultra realistic tactical shooter where you got to breach stuff and you're very careful about equipment and when you use it and real ballistics are involved and all of that. Those are really fun co-op experiences. Uh, SWAT 4 was amazing. I can't say enough about SWAT 4. And if this is truly the spiritual successor to SWAT 4, then they've, they've got me on that alone. The well, name, let's play it. The name let's is stupid, though. Going. Ready or not? What a dumb name. That's dumb. Ready, ready or not? Ready or not. Here what I all come. the SWAT people say before they breach a door. They yeah. go, ready or, ready not, or not, here we come. Yeah. <laughs> come in there, guns blazing. Doesn't really work that way. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Gary or Greg, we'll let you know. because he, he wants to know, but though, to answer his question, do you think these realistic shooters will take over versus COD? I don't think they'll take over. I think that they'll find maybe some renewed excitement because people do kind of ebb and flow on that. But I think mainstream easy to get into with the feeling that you're playing a realistic shooter like COD will still maintain its presence. I don't think that stuff's going anywhere. Yeah. I still say those tactical shooters are for like game, like, like I don't say gamer. Everyone's a gamer, but like an actual mechanics intense gamer. Yeah. And there's always going to be like, just fire up the Xbox kind of folk mm-hmm. and they're just going to want to play COD and you know, whatever's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I agree. Totally agree. They, they service different audiences, and I think the audience will, for tactical shooters will be always will be larger than it has been, but will still be niche. Yep. Yeah, and, I don't uh, think I, I don't think we as consumers and them as developers have ever really reached a good spot of, uh, like Scott said, the ebb and flow. It tends to be more of a relationship of we're going to force feed you this till you're sick of it, and then we'll pivot and we'll force feed you something else till you're sick of that. We haven't really gotten to a place where we're like, hey, we're going to release a plethora of games and simply enjoy the bounty and variety that we are going to provide to you. Yeah. And you, hey, if you're in the mood for it, you take what you want. Like, that's really just not where we're at. We're more at Call of Duty until they're sick of it and not buying it and then figure out something else. Yeah, that's so totally where we're at. Absolutely. I, I think right now we are at a place where, you know, we've gotten a lot of call of duties and battlefields and stuff like that and so i do think there is kind of a desire for something different and i'm sure something will hit everybody will copy that for a while and then it will burn out and we'll move on to the next yeah battle royales are a good example of that but i the way i the way i see this in particular like this much of a niche that he's referring to it already has existed and will continue to exist and will ebb and flow in terms of size but that's the beauty of the market right now while Activision forces another Call of Duty down everybody's throat. 
And those are a lot of willing throats, by the way. <laughs> They're ready to buy it every year. They're ready phrasing, for it. Please. Yeah, phrasing. But they want it. They want the next <laughs> that, that game. Not was... name the show that. If the if the game didn't sell well, they you know I don't know if it would be they'd be making it. So that's okay because we now live in a time where that's not all there is. There's all this opportunity under that. All these niches can be found. Bo can find a game like War Tales and can be completely oh, yeah. enamored I'm with it. I'm a willing throat for War Tales. Yeah. You. Your throat is open and ready for War Tales. And why? Because it fits something he's really into and the market supports it. It's great. We live in the we live in a time of embarrassment of riches in video games because every genre can be represented. Even ones we all think are dead. Nobody wants RTSs. I got bad news for you. There's a ton of them. People just don't tell you about them because they're smaller and they're on Steam and they cost less and no one no one gets stoked or streams them, but they still sell to the people who want RTSs. And maybe they're not as robust as uh, you know a full AAA release that we've had in the past. You know? Right. But they're still great RTSs. It's an amazing time to be alive, I'm telling you, because everybody gets fed. And uh, you just sometimes you have to look a little harder. But um, ready or not, if you're going to change publishers, you may as well change your name because your name sucks. All right, moving on. Is your call the game Willing Throat? Well, maybe not. Willing Throat. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Hey, I'll bet Willing Throats is one of those anime games I keep getting advertised by. Uh, Star. <laughs> Starring Willing Will Throats. Yeah, Will Throats. Eighth result if you search for dwarf game. <laughs> Starring William Throat in Willing Throats. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. Thank you for that email. Talk to the core at gmail.com. I have a big announcement to make, and then we'll roll out of here. <gasps> Announcements. Yep. I've uh, made this public in a couple of places, but uh, as, as everybody knows, there's a few video game related shows on the network. Uh, the instance has been around forever. This show, of course, and this one has kind of become, I don't know, the, the tent pole of gaming discussion. Uh, so me and Brian Dunaway worked together for a long time on the Boop Show, which is all about indies. We decided we're going to change course a little bit in the coming year Oh, and uh, do something we're both very passionate about, but have never taken the time to really throw our guts into. And that is coverage of retro gaming. Uh, everything from your favorite arcade oh. classics to NES games to stuff you had on your Atari 2600 and beyond, like all the old stuff made new again on a brand new show called Play Retro at frogpants.com slash play retro, which is coming January 2020, 2020, 2020, 2022, 20,000 years from now. Um, no, starting January 3rd, actually, is our first Monday recording. Uh, we will start wow. doing this show. I'm pretty sure our big focus that day is going to be Joust because it's my favorite classic game of all time. And it isn't just, hey, let's talk about Joust and why it's fun. It's what's the story behind this game? Who designed it? How did it almost not happen? Why is the sequel so bad? Uh, where did that sound come from that's so uh, iconic or whatever? Think of like all the really underpinny stuff. You never hear about these things. We're going to dig deep and talk about them with all sorts of passion for classic games. He and I grew up with oh, this wow. stuff. We want to talk about it. So play retro happening. And some people have said, actually in the chat, just said it, define retro. It's been kind of hard, actually, because what is that? Yeah. Is that 20 years ago? Is that, is there a cutoff? Like we're going to, that will be part of the discussion because I don't think we have a good answer. Um, retro is kind of what people are playing Halo Infinite going. It's a term they one. use when, it, when they say retro gaming, it means like, you know, prior i think retro would be anything that isn't a current gen console or yeah design designed for a current gen system the way i, I do it in my head is very- i would i would start to go like one generation back and then the one before that so yeah playstation 3 xbox 360 could probably be okay mm. still, still feels a little new though right 
So maybe right. it's- it, I like if you were like, hey, we're going to talk about the retro game Elder Scrolls Skyrim. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, but I don't know about that. Like, I kind of feel like it it's old, a though. nebulous. Yeah. yeah, it is. It would fit the criteria, but I feel like it's nebulous enough where you could probably say like retro you know it when you see it like and yeah. maybe yeah, skyrim that, becomes retro way. when the next elder scrolls game comes out yeah. at that point maybe because morrowind certainly feels retro Oblivion i think it's a you know it when forgotten. you see it i yeah. think you're right about it so you know it when you see it if it feels like oof, this is like yeah. i felt that way even playing the mass effect remaster i'm like this is a previous generation game mm-hmm. this is starting right. to feel not retro a, to me not full but, retro right but not a retro game. Starting but to, a i'm starting to feel the retro of it yeah, um, like so, Oblivion, yeah. Oblivion. They say in the chat that's almost twenty years old. I think that fits. Like, I'm not yeah. saying twenties yeah. cut. Oblivion but. would be retro if that. Ge- if basically, if that game launched today, yeah. would it be an extreme embarrassment? And you know, and it's like if the answer is <laughs> yes. You're playing a retro. You're game. playing a retro game. <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually funny. You brought that up because we want to we want to touch on those kinds of aspects. Like, does is the game that we're talking about as good today as it was back then? In some cases, it is. Pac Man, you could play anytime, anywhere, all the time. Pac Man's great. It's kind of never not playable. You may not you know want to play it all day or have a better things to do, but it's it's a venerable title. And I want to do episodes that are like, why is Pac-Man so impactful? Why is it all these years later? Everybody knows what Pac-Man is and who the ghosts are and what's going on. Like, it's a big deal. And really, it's just a bunch of dumb shapes in a maze. Well, why? What is that? Like, that's the kind of depth we want to get into. And I think it'll really make it for an interesting conversation. Well, so it sounds like that's an exciting idea. It sounds super cool. <laughs> yeah. So look forward to it. It starts on the third. Uh, you can get to the site and pre pre sign up for the, uh, the RSS feed for your, your favorite podcast player. Now there's a little holder file on there. And um, I remember on final score, you guys used to do um, retro, mini retros. Like you play sound files from mm-hmm. the old game and just listen to the sounds and stuff. So yeah, we do that on boot. Conversations we- are going to be good. You guys, you guys are also like You've done this before, right? So it's not going to be like, a, how is this show going to go? Oh, yeah, not at all. Yeah, most people. friends. You know each other. It's yeah. going to be really good. In a lot and of ways, it'll, it'll, it'll be very familiar to people. And, you know, even on the Boop Show, we do Guess Our Game right now, which is usually a audio from an old game. And then we try to stump each other and what it is. Like, we are already kind of injecting some of that. But we want to go whole hog and, and get really into it. Uh, and so do check it out. Again, that's frogpants.com slash play retro it's up on google amazon apple mute or apple podcast who else has it already oh uh, spotify they're all listed up there so if that's where you get your shows you can get it there all right uh real quick before we go i want to thank some patrons for their support at patreon.com slash core show that's how this show uh happens how the lights stay on zach rolf's uh, jumped in at the creation episode or creation level which is great greg trent oh we heard from him earlier didn't yeah. we uh, he's nice. a Corehound nice. Gold level uh, dude, and he's awesome. We love that that level. That's great. Uh, Kamikaze at the Corehound Silver level, and Garrick Musladen. Uh, he is at the uh, Corehound Platinum level. Ooh. You guys are all awesome. So uh, keep it wow. up. We got plats. Yeah, we nice. got plat, yo. So keep that uh, gold pressed latinum coming over at uh, <laughs> patreoncom show. We would really, really appreciate it. Our website is frogpants.com slash core. Talk to the core at gmail.com. You can find us at corepod on Twitter. And uh, you should give us reviews wherever you go because it helps the show grow. And uh, we're really proud of this thing. So tell your friends. All right. I think that's going to do it. I probably should take it around the table and see if anybody's got any like hot wisdom to, to dump into the 
NFT here real quick. So, so John, anything, you know, Christmas right around the corner, any, any advice or anything before we go? Hey gang, we sure had a lot of fun here today. And before you get all fired up about the idea that someone might have a opinion different than you about a halo man, uh, just remember in the words of master chief himself, maybe it's time to finish the fight. Oh, that's not bad. Mm. It's not bad at all. But make sure you wear green armor and don't change much. And then yeah, don't change that armor. Yeah, Maybe dude. put a grappling hook on it, but don't <laughs> nothing more than that. What if I had? Can I boost the grappling hook? Make it come back faster or slower? You know, longer or less cooldowns and that kind of thing. Maybe that's. I don't a, know. I'm not that far. All oh. I got to do was add electricity to it, which was nice. But oh. I mostly boosted my shields because while I'm a fan of Halo and will not stand for anybody questioning it. I am bad at Halo, so uh, I've been just boosting shields. I do like shields. Boosted shields are good shields. Uh, Bo, anything to add? Any advice you'd want to give the fine folks at home? Uh, I just want to wish everyone a happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Uh, stay safe. Hug your loved ones Aww. and have a great holiday season. Oh, that's very nice. So my advice is to have a nice yeah. holiday. Yeah, yeah. And we'll be back next Thursday with our best of the year. Might be the whole show because there's no other news going on. Uh, so it might just be us breaking down the games that had the biggest effect on us this year. Uh, super informal. It'll be fun. We'll do it here on the live chat as well. If you'd like to listen to the show live, we're at 5 p.m. Mountain Time at frogpants.tv. That'll do it for us. Merry yeah. Christmas, everyone, and we'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. We really pulled a boner on this one.